Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back to review and recap SummerSlam weekend. It was an insane night of wrestling. It's been a you know a lot of newsworthy stuff the rest of the week inside and outside the squared circle. But before we get into all that, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing good. Here with a, a fine ice cold beverage and ready to talk wrestling with you guys. Uh, all right. I was a little longer on your intro. Dude, if I go if I go long, you're always like, okay, well, we've officially turned into this kind of podcast or whatever. I even, if uh, I give you a truncated I, version, it's I, like, uh, you're supposed to talk longer. So. I wasn't even uh, mentally prepared to introduce Marco yet, but Marco, what's happening? Here? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like the last time we were all together. We had like a 10-minute intro talking about yeah. uh, 50 Cent and all that stuff, but now I'm doing good. We just were talking uh, about the moon. I la- Yeah, last time I rattled on about the moon for, you know, five yeah, or six minutes. I guess you, and- you got to balance out last week's episode. But yeah, Marco, <laughs> how's life, man? Uh, good, man. Just um, chilling over here. I uh, got started started back up the uh, open mic show. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. be dropping this weekend. Uh, yeah, let's do uh, yeah, let's, let's, it. Let's, let's, how, uh, how was the 50 Cent concert, dude? Oh, man, it was great. It was awesome. Um Buster Rhymes is awesome. I have a video of him doing the um the look at me now. He did it like live. Um the whole verse like super fast. It was awesome. But 50 yeah. Cent was amazing. So mad. Only only gripe. I have one one gripe. He had Tony Yeo with him on the stage. And they did not do yelling. they didn't do so seductive. Yeah, that's Tony Yeo's big hit, man. No uh, no Lloyd Banks. No, but it's it, that the that would have went that crowd was already like eating out of the palm of his hands. If they dropped that song, it would have been insane. But that's my only gripe. But other than that, it was it was amazing. Fifty Cent still looks when, like uh, he, he's yo know, in his twenties, which is kind of crazy. Was his, uh, what was his closer? Uh, let me think. It wasn't the they. I think it was. I want to say it was the Big Rich Town. I want to say that uh, the you know the theme to um, Power. You ever watch? Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. but he then he came back and did some other some extra songs and stuff like that too. So it was pretty sweet. Cool, man. Uh, Jordan, what's happening out in the Midwest? Oh, just uh, ready for school to go back. Zoe goes back to school tomorrow, so mm. summer is officially cooked over here. Um, <laughs> we're uh, we're ready though, man. It's a uh, it's, it's summer always when when your kid is has to be in day camp all summer. It, it's a lot, so. Um, yeah, we're, yeah. we're ready to get it going again and I'm just ready for football season to start again. So the countdown is on. She's, yeah. uh, she's going into fifth grade. Yeah, man. This is her last year elementary Aww. school. We went to, uh, meet the teacher last night and stuff. It's, uh, Ari has some emotions. I, I really don't give a shit and it's just all, it's all school <laughs> to me. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Brett, you know, he didn't even have to go to like day camp or anything, but he's, he did three different camps this summer and it was a lot, it's a man. Lot, it's getting them up every morning and, yeah. you know, hauling them back and forth to camp. And yeah, it's a lot. All right. Sheena, tell us what's new on the farm. Just keeping an eye on my, my does, my goats, uh, hoping to get them bred in the next month or so. So up. yeah. So we can, you know, have some, have some kids around here, some baby goats and, uh, start milking our mamas and, 
just planning for the fall garden. If I'm going to do it or not do it, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. So, uh, what all kind of stuff would you be growing in the fall garden? It's a lot of greens, a lot of, you know, brassicas, like, you know, a lot of, like pumpkin spice, <laughs> nutmeg, <laughs> no, no yeah, th- those things. Yeah. <laughs> a weed. Yeah. A little, little cannabis. Yeah. Nice. In the, uh, in the greenhouse. No. Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> want to remind you guys to check out all of our fellow Pod Foundation shows at Turnbuckle Tavern, The Extra Cooler Show, and Coming Down the Aisle, wherever you find podcasts. Gina, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show, and you can join all the fun with all of our Facebook happenings at ChickFoley.com. Um, yeah, that's where you can find us. All right, and we want to remind you guys, use code CHICKFOLY to save 10% on all your purchases at Ringside Collectibles. You guys ready to get into SummerSlam? Oh, yeah. All right, Sheena, take it away. All right, so we are going to kick it off with Logan Paul defeating Ricochet uh, in, a, in a singles match. What are what are your thoughts on Logan Paul once again? Did he deliver once again? Incredible. I thought he did. I think it was a, a little bit of a of a letdown compared to what it could have been, but mm. I think we were just expecting to see like some sort of crazy spot we'd never seen before. But it was it was really good, man. Yeah, good, I think he does great, dude. Yeah, I think he's awesome. And the fact that he like flew in his gear and showed up in his gear at his brother's fight, you know, yeah. I think, <laughs> they're just, dude, they're just so smart. Like, you know, I mean, he could have totally changed clothes, but he just chose not to, to like promote WWE. You Did know? he so, make it for the actual walkout? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Freaking wild. Right. So, uh, nobody has any other thoughts. Jordan Marco. Did you enjoy the Logan Paul ricochet match? I did. Um, I don't think it really did anything for ricochet, but, um, Definitely did wonders for Logan Paul um, displaying his uh, talents. Because as we've seen on Raw, Ricochet was just thrown into a four-way and then, you know, back into obscurity. So, But uh, other than that, I really, I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was awesome. Did you watch the um, Nate Diaz? And what the hell is his brother's Jake name? Jake. Jake. God, Jake the Jake Snake Paul. Paul. Yeah. Did you guys watch? Did anybody watch that? I watched the highlights. It was, eh. It was, it, it, I don't think God, he wanted to be there at all. <laughs> Personally, uh, Diaz was yeah, like, Jordan claims it's a killer payday, I was, dude. I was surprised to see, uh, you know, Nate Diaz even that he's fallen that far. You know, he's gone from having mega, mega matches in UFC with Conor McGregor. Uh, Jordan, man, I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot, dude. Jordan claims that all of these Paul brothers fights are fake. Can you elaborate on that, Jordan? No, dude, they're not fake, they're just rigged. Like, that's what I'm sorry, man. There is just no fucking way that anyone can convince me that. D- the Diaz boys who are like the kings of like throwing punches and boxing and UFC, There's like some tough some bitches. Dude. They're barely even UFC fighters. They're they're more just like boxers that are in a UFC ring. And the the first five rounds, it didn't even look like he even wanted to be there. I, exactly. I think every one of these uh, Jake Paul fights is just rigged. Like there's no. There's no time on earth anyone can convince me that Jake Paul could stand in a ring with Floyd Mayweather for five rounds or whatever they did the last time he fought. I just that was Logan. Know, that was actually Logan it's, that was in the ring. It's, 
What either way, it's just all fucking hokey to me. I just I don't get it. I mean, so Jordan I, officially has a conspiracy theory, dude. Dude, I feel he's, like his he's wrestling on, he's on ma- the wagon. His wrestling matches are realer than uh, Logan Paul's wrestling matches are realer than Jake Paul's fights. Like, there's just there's nothing about those fights that I enjoy at all. And <laughs> I I love watching um, boxing fights and UFC fights. Like the number one boxer in the world is actually from Omaha, so like I I love watching boxing, but. I just what do you think the benefit is just because Jake is so popular just to get more eyes on the product or like what's the I mean, benefit of having him there rigging fights well, okay so like he's not he's never Obviously fighting money's always he's never fighting for like a world title and these aren't like WBA sanctioned fights or anything yeah. like that like dude this is just a clown show more than anything is all this is and yeah that, yeah, yeah if I mean if they're gonna keep selling out arenas why wouldn't he do it like mm. it, it makes sense money wise why he does it but it just I don't know, man. It's just such a fucking drain on boxing, and boxing already has enough problems as is. So we're not going to get into that. But um, bro, I thought Tyson Fury was from like Scotland or some shit, dude. He's from Omaha. Damn! Shut I'm wow, kill you, dude. You said the number one boxer in the world is from <laughs> yeah. Omaha. That would be say that. that would be Bud Crawford, not fucking Tyson Fury, bro. Every like, time Tyson Fury's on WWE, they say he's the lineal know. heavyweight champ, dude. How does that well, not make him number one well, in the world? Yeah, I mean that's that's very true. Anything WWE says is fucking gospel. And yeah, this was no, supposed to be the most viral yeah. match of all time. Bud Crawford a, is different. Bud, Bud Crawford's a machine, dude. Yeah. He's just, he uh, just, he's the guy who had Eminem out with him, right? Yep. Dude, if you have Eminem walk you if you have Eminem walk you to the ring, like there, there's no yeah, greater. Yeah, it's just it's insane. But um as far as the Logan Paul match goes, I said this last week. I had a bad feeling about this match. I think that was Logan Paul's worst match, honestly. I'd I don't know, man. It just it, it felt like a lot of it was just them waiting around to do the next spot, and that's exactly what I was scared of. And yeah, it just I mean, it was fine. It just it was not what it was hyped up to be. Yeah, yeah that's still a high bar, though. Yeah, I, mean. I think that's almost like a backhanded yeah. compliment that that was his worst match because it was still totally passable. I I guess, like I said, there was that there wasn't really that like OMG moment that you were expecting mm-hmm. um, out of these two, and then the ending, just this random security guard hands him some brass knuckles, like yeah. at least you know. Reveal the security guard and set up something for Ricochet to do the next night. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, it was like a C minus for me, man. It, it was a passing grade, but I it was between that and, you know, the the MMA rules match we're going to talk about in a minute uh, for being well, like the most to. forgettable. Of the we, can, we can skip that. Yeah. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> well, we'll just get we'll go right to that. We'll go ahead and breeze right through that. So Shayna Baszler defeated Ronda Rousey in an MMA rules match that we none of us knew going into it what the hell this was going to be, what it was going to look like, what was going to happen. This and ultimately, flat, like man. WWE didn't know what, what it was supposed to be either, because, yeah, they I should- was actually I, I saw some highlights, but I was actually putting um, Stella to sleep during this. Um, you know, I had her in a sleeper hold up there <laughs> um, while, while this match was going on. So I missed this glorious match, but um doesn't seem like I missed too they much. Should- have just man it was like a rush i'm assuming if the rumors are true and this is ronda rousey's last match they just figured hey you know what we got to get in the in the ring and maybe they always had an idea of doing a, a mma rules match but it felt rushed i feel like maybe they should have had like a couple of regular matches to build up to this and then yeah. dude either make it a fight pit match that's something we've seen where we know it's going to be mma heavy but not necessarily a straight up mma match or bring back the uh the lion's den from you know Steve Blackman and Owen Hart, yeah. something like that. Like go all in on the gimmick. But this was just kind of like a half ass effort to put a, a MMA gimmick match together and it just it died a death out there. And both of them can wrestle, so I just don't know why they didn't just do 
what they, I mean, I guess they're both, like both can freaking fight, but that it's just a different, I mean, they weren't really fighting, but they were trying to pretend to fight, which just didn't resonate. They would have both been better served to get out there and just wrestle, have a match, you know, yeah. have a match. So mm. yeah. Um, any, any other thoughts on Shayna versus Ronda? I've, totally forgettable, unfortunately. I mean, only, especially if this is Ronda's last match. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is if they were to, if they were to, I mean, which they didn't because they usually do last minute things anyway. But when they first like announced them facing each other at SummerSlam, it should have been announced then, like the MMA rules match, and they should have been like, you know, WWE's great at doing like video packages and all that type of stuff. They could have hyped it up enough where we would be interested in it, and then you know know what to expect going into the uh into the actual match but obviously yeah. that that didn't happen it was just like you know up until like the week of it was an mma rules match and we're all like what the hell is that so i think yeah. it's you know i think properly uh positioned as a as a you know legit like type of match i think they i think we wouldn't be like really that sour on it we probably still would be but not as much as we are now okay anyway. so, so here here's my biggest thing with this match like Okay, fine. You want to do an MMA rules match? That's fine. But, dude, the minute they went outside the fucking ring, it ruined the entire fucking premise of the match. Like, yeah, yeah. MMA <laughs> rules means you're True. in the ring or the cage the entire time. There's, yeah. there's no yep. going outside the ring. Like, I don't know, man. True, dude. Ronda's matches down the stretch for me just became such a slog. Like, there there was nothing left for her to do in WWE, and you could kind of tell that she was on her way out for the last six months. I mean. When you watched her wrestle, it wasn't the same. So I get the premise of doing this, and they always wanted to have an actual MMA match in UFC, but Shayna could never get to UFC. So I get the premise of it. They're best friends. But, dude, and the problem is, is I mean, when you kind of quote-unquote play fight, bad shit happens, and Shayna did get hurt in that match. Like, Yeah, that fly and knee she took straight to the freaking yeah. overboat. Man. Well, and then something, something happened to her left arm, too. Um, in that match, she said like she like strained it or something. I don't know, but she was wearing a brace after the match. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It just th- this is exactly kind of what I expected, and it was not good. So, so if the if the rumors are true, and uh, and it really was Ronda Rousey's last match in WWE, do you guys consider her overall run a uh, failure or a success? Mm. Mm, it's tough, dude. I think. I think there are parts of it that you can consider a, a success, but yeah, I think it Well, there's recency bias too. I think if we're, we, if we need to be a little more further removed talking from, from the moment she showed up at the end of Royal Rumble 2018. Until I mean, that was a Summer moment Slam, dude. like when she, when she showed Wait, up, are we giving it the pass or the fail? I'm giving it a pass. I think it was, I think it was passable. I think WWE could have done her a much better favor in the beginning, especially by giving her, um, you know, a Paul Heyman type, character to go along with or somebody like you know mvp that you need a paul Heyman type just put paul Heyman with her yeah just put paul Heyman with her but uh yeah she she really needed somebody to carry her on the mic too because they let her get up there and just kind of like bury herself with bad promos and it really kind of killed her momentum and kind of her just like badassery you know you can't say you're the baddest woman on the planet get up there and just kind of like fumble around the first run she had she had like charisma with the way she performed in the ring but yeah like never really developed the mic skills i still call it a success if for no other reason that she was you know involved with the first ever females made of any wrestlemania so that's yeah. that's a huge win yeah. right there mm-hmm. i hear people all the time say you know that only happened because of becky but 
Dude, if if Ronda Rousey's not involved in WWE, I don't think that they pull the trigger on on having them main event WrestleMania 35, no matter how hot Becky was as yeah, a as a baby a face point. then. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it just I don't know, man. It, as it ever since she came back at the Royal Rumble um, last year, I just I don't know, man. It ever since then, it just did not feel the same as it did the first go around to me. It just. I don't know. It seemed like they were forcing everything with her, but I think that that I quit match she had with Charlotte at backlash after WrestleMania, where it was like, you know, you straight up had to say I quit. That was pretty badass. But other than that, I don't think I have any super fond moments, man. From Yeah. I I just don't think she's into it, dude. I think ever, especially ever since she, um, you know, had her baby and became a mom and everything like Rhonda's a straight up like homebody dude. Like she's a farmer homesteader, like the whole thing. She likes to be, at home. And I think especially after having her baby, she, her heart just wasn't in it. Her mind wasn't in it. Um, obviously the pay is there. I don't know what her contractual ob- obligations were, but um, you know, I think she, I think she's ready to be done. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. We're, let's talk about the uh, 25 man slim Jim SummerSlam battle Royal LA Knight won by eliminating I know I've been getting Sheamus. roasted uh, by this from the comments and feedback we get on on the pod, dude. I'm still an LA Knight denier, man. I don't think the dude's really over. I think it's a meme, man. I think it's just something somehow this became a thing that all the wrestling fans agreed that they were going <laughs> to cheer for no matter what. And I think it's if they when they actually do put some steam behind him, I think it's going to be dead within a few weeks. I might have to, you know what? Yeah. I might have to. I might have to agree with you on that. Yeah, after seeing yeah, after seeing uh, what happened on Monday night with him and the Miz, Miz Miz owned him so bad on the mic, dude. It was mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, yeah, that that, yeah, that right fumbled, there, that his lines a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Just, Knight did. To me, I I think he's fine on the mic. To me, it's just in the in ring, man. It's like it's like there's no there there for me, man. Like eventually the bell's got to ring, and like. You know, Cody's the number one baby face right now. Let's compare him to Cody. Like, do you see him? Do you, could you see LA Knight going out and put on a match with, uh, you know, like Cody and Brock had? Because I, I, I no. can't in my wildest, no. most optimistic visions. I can't see it happening. I, I think, think so. dude, I think the highest for LA Knight is like the US Intercontinental title. And I think that's a fine place for him. Yeah, honestly. I think yeah. that's a fine that's place fine. for him. Nothing wrong yep. with that. But I'm seeing people that are like, no, you know, he's not saying this dude might title. be the guy to dethrone see, Roman. That's, the, pro- that's no. the problem with wrestling fans, dude. That's the problem with wrestling fans. When there's, when somebody's, like you know over whether it's fake over or not like yeah they feel like they have to be the top guy like if people no. are chanting these people's names that. everybody's like oh well they need to be they need to be in the title picture and dude i freaking hate that man yeah like, he does need to be in the title picture the u.s title or the intercontinental title exactly. brings some steam to those titles like dude their biggest problem right yeah. now is the u.s title has zero steam to it austin theory has died a mm-hmm. fucking slow death the last six months like yeah they need to get that title off him immediately and la Knight has to be the dude that beats yeah. him. yeah I think so. Yeah, agreed. I'd like to see that too. Yeah, and like you said, Jordan, there's nothing wrong with being a really, really over mid Carter, and that's yeah. kind of you level out at you know. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell, man. I maybe I'll end up eating my words, and this dude WrestleMania 40 ends with this dude holding up, you know, all three of Roman's belts. He is but, not. No, no, <laughs> zero yeah. chance. Yeah, the, I mean, the thing that kills me too is like they're they calling it like the yeah movement, like as opposed to like the yes movement. I'm like, those oh, are two di- like you can't compare. Um, no. Daniel Bryan's movement at the time to this. It's like, it's not even a movement. It's just people just saying, yeah, like it's just people yeah. repeating him. Like the yes movement was like, you know, 
Daniel Bryan was getting screwed every single week and they said he wasn't good enough. And yeah, you know, there's all no that story stuff. behind this. Yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, that's when they, it's like, yeah, it's just like, it's like the steam, fucking dude. what chant, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, it's, it's just, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, with the, once they did that and then see what happened to him on Monday night with the Miz, I'm like, dude, they, they put him in the ring with like one of the most, like one of the deadliest dudes on the mic and he kind of fumbled a little bit. So yeah, that kind of right, right when Seth said that, I was yeah. like, um, yeah, that, I'm on board yeah. with uh, him just being a kind of like a flavor almost for yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me talk right. to you. <laughs> well, you guys mentioned you guys, him. Between you and Marco, y'all hit like four yes in like a 30 second span. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe he is onto something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, you guys mentioned him, so I'm going to go on and move on to Cody Rhodes, not only defeated, but also depantsed Brock Lesnar. So. Awesome match. Awesome match. Yeah. You know, I, I officially said I'm I, I'm a known Cody hater. I, I'm buying some Cody stock. Just a nibble. I, I got a little nibble of Cody stock after that Can match. Can you hear that? Plenty you hear that, JCC? James Cody Canterbury is going to be, you know, yeah. doing free got, got a little Cody added to the... Uh, to the portfolio. Such a cool moment, Brock putting him over. We've really never seen that before. And I think <laughs> yeah. it was like organic, dude. It I don't think that was, was scripted. From what, yeah, from what I've read, I think it was just straight yeah. up like Brock doing Brock things. Maybe. I do you want know? to see a WWE 24 style documentary though on Brock Lesnar shorts. We need like some <laughs> the Pruder film, super slow-mo and find out exactly what happened <laughs> and just shred his shorts like that. I've never... I mean, that was a fucking great A blowout dude, right there. That's what we we were talking about in the chat, dude. It's like all you had to do to earn Brock's respect all these years is just blow his pants out, dude. I you mean, know? they were wrecked, dude. He basically <laughs> had like fucking. It looked like those shorts Buddy Murphy used to wrestle in with like the fucking <laughs> yeah, shreds the little of fabric, shreds all like, over him. Thank, thank God he wasn't free balling, dude. That was a pair of drawers you got for Christmas when you were like 18 years old and you just hung on to them forever. That's what that I reminded know. me of. I'm like, <laughs> be the, those must have been like the original B shorts, just dry rotted. Some dude. of those underwear you keep for just like way too long, start wearing yeah. the holes out and all of it. Yeah. Free, just, just free balling it a little bit with the. Uh, with well, that's the, uh, what I was underwear. like, what's he got under there, dude? I was like, hopefully he's I mean, not like, you know, those things protected. Were, they were exploding. There was like three different like <laughs> strands of fabric popping out. It wasn't even like he just like tore a hole in the seam. It looked like he was wearing chaps by yeah. the end of it, dude. It was just yeah. like straight, like, you know, <laughs> ass out, like legs open. <laughs> Yeah, cowboy was, man, cowboy bro. Yeah, he's a freaking yeah, cowboy. Living, living the full gimmick. <laughs> living the gimmick. Dude, uh, awesome, awesome match and really great moment. Yeah, yeah, dude, Cody looked like a million dollars coming out of that match. Like even before Brock putting him over, because um, he took an ass whoop in there in that match. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cody is definitely moving up the ranks again. Um, but dude, getting the non-scripted Brock uh, hand raise—that's a pretty big fucking moment. He like, hugged him. Yeah, what is, what has Brock yeah, ever he, done that to anybody? Like he has. That's what me and were talking. The only time I've ever seen him like show respect after a match, Hell in a Cell 2015 against The Undertaker. This was when they wrapped up that uh, that series of matches they had in 15. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't go near that far, but as he was leaving, you know, he beat The Undertaker, and as he was leaving, he turned back and gave like a little head nod and like a little half ass salute to to show some respect to the dead man. Um, and that's about it. Dude. Yeah, I've never seen him. Like face to face, like like forehead to forehead, almost like made out with. Yeah, Cody. and I know, and I know Cody's Cody's a good actor and everything, but you could see like the trepidation in Cody's face. Like he was like, "What's about to happen?" He was saying, "Like, please don't f five me." Yeah, yeah. So he's exactly. like, let me have this moment. You know yeah, I mean? Cody's like, you know, what am I supposed to be doing here? And then he he got the handshake and the hug and everything. So, yeah, I mean, Brock's yeah. never even given that to Roman. Like, obviously, we know those guys got to be at least 
a little bit tight backstage, man, yeah. with all the matches they've had. But yeah, that was a really big deal, man, him doing that for Cody. But that's good, though. You know, we, we were talking about after WrestleMania, I was like, I don't know that Cody's ever going to get back up to the place that he was, dude. So He's this is back. a good start. That was a, that was a nice. Yeah, that we was need, a nice need, push. We need a banger of a story for WrestleMania season. I don't think Cody needs to win the Rumble. I, don't, no, I think no. he needs to find a, a backdoor to, uh, to to getting into that WrestleMania match, man. I don't, yeah. I don't think we need to see him. When, I think, you know, let him be the runner up in the Rumble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And have to fight, do something to get into it. But yeah, we need we need a hell of a story this this year because last year was really just straight up. He won the Rumble and challenged Roman. There wasn't even a whole yeah. lot of story between the two of them other than some promos. Yeah, I think we need to go all out some classic sports entertainment this WrestleMania mm-hmm. season. So what's next for Cody Rhodes? I think we get a little detour with him going after Seth. They teased that on Monday night. Um, it looks I like- can see him going for that and, you know, getting screwed out of it or coming up short somehow. Um, or, or they could pivot somewhere else. I don't know. We could see a lot of things, man. But I, I think maybe we see a little mini program with him and Seth and – if, if Gunther had that. lost, I feel like Gunther would have been a good a good one. But I, I don't see Cody going for the Intercontinental Championship. No. You know. No. Um, well, we'll jump right into that match. Uh, Gunther defeated Drew McIntyre and retained the Intercontinental Championship. What were your? It was a cool match. I yeah. think you know it was it was a cool match. Not the banger yeah, was... I expected. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not, nothing bad at all. Right? No, no, good match. But I think it was solid, just a good match. Solid match. But not not nearly what we all expected, right? I mean, I, yeah, I, think I thought we all it was ex- just going to be like a straight up like banger, dude, yeah. You know, dude, I I feel like with with the amount of matches they had, I feel like they had to hit on every match for this to be an all timer of a SummerSlam, and I just kind of feel like they just. I don't know. Mm. The matches were just there. Like it Wait, wasn't. And, really, the, and the matches were long too. All, like like all, almost all the matches like, were like you know, 50 minutes. <laughs> we, yeah. We've talked about this before when you're talking about pay-per-view, like what's going to make you go back and watch it again. And honestly, dude, out of this show, I mean, we'll get into the main event later, but what else is making you go back and watch this show? I, 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 just, I oh, well, we'll get to Rock 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 and yeah. Seth and Finn got some we'll, rewatchability for yeah. those two matches. We'll talk but, about um, the main event, but uh, yeah, I can't wait for I mean, that because I put this is this is to me is like a like a slightly above like a mid card SummerSlam for me overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was enjoyable though. I mean, I was sports entertained, but it yeah, like you said, it just doesn't have the the replayability that some of the classic SummerSlams have. Um, all right, let's jump into uh, Seth freaking Rollins defeats Finn Balor, which I wasn't expecting. I thought I thought Finn was finally going to get get over, but uh, Seth defeats Finn. Um, Damien doesn't cash in, so mm. felt like it was Finn's night, man. It definitely felt like it was Finn's night. He he had a great performance. Just the interference from the judge they ended up going wrong. I thought it was a good story that uh, you know Damien Priest was just a bro, right? Like really. Mm-hmm. Finn Finn lost just because he was paranoid and distracted, man. Like Damian Priest did nothing except try to help uh, help Finn win, and it just fucking backfired. And Seth escapes with the belt. Yep, uh, I can see, see that the, being a thing. Just like the the whole Finn paranoia causing like the complete downfall. Well, yeah, they, you know, the- they teased that on Monday. Finn was telling Damian Priest he needed to just give up the the briefcase. So, mm. I don't know. It felt like to me that felt like the Seth Judgment Day stuff was over uh, after that match, yeah. but. They kind of kept it going on Monday night. And then I don't know if you guys saw today, the official poster for Payback, our next pay-per-view, uh, oh. came out with a picture of all Judgment Day. Yeah. So 
seems like they're still going to be heavily involved in whatever the top story is on Raw. Mm. Which that's fine, but I don't think that has to be, I don't think Seth has to be involved with that, right? I mean, he's the number one champ on well, Raw. And he's, I don't think it's going to be, Rhea, I don't think Rhea and Raquel are going to be the number one story for payback. I mean, it looks like, looks like Seth and Shinsuke though, might be, uh, might be the match happening or the storyline, yeah. the next storyline for Seth anyway, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. It just seems a little played. Like Seth and, you know. He's been whooping Finn's ass, man. Like, he's beat Finn three yeah. times in the last couple months. Like, so, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why would we just keep keep it rolling? Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you know. I, I love the match, though. I thought the match was great. I thought both mm-hmm. guys put on a hell of a performance. The ending sequence were really good. Some great near falls. Uh, yeah, so I, I got no gripes at the all. The pop was match. insane when the Judgment Day came out, though. Yeah. When, like, uh, uh, Rhea and Dom showed up. Yeah, and, they're yeah. The most, they might be the most overacting WWE right now. Freaking nuts. There's dude. no might be. They definitely are. Like yeah, Rhea and Dom are just completely over right now. Isn't that crazy? Like, I don't know. I They're just... single handedly popping the ratings on NXT every time they show up. Yeah. Well, like NXT is like legit, like having ratings it had back in the, the black and gold days. I feel like we should have a moment of silence right now because Rhea got engaged to Buddy Murphy. <laughs> oh, and no. And Dom's yeah. got to be in shambles. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Dom. Oh, no. No, he's, Dom, I'm he's in shambles. Smart. <laughs> he's smart. He, he got sick of all those memes of Dominic and Rhea, and he was just like, "No, nah, I got to put yeah. a ring on this. I got to, I got to well, put a kibosh on this right now." <laughs> yeah. Well, a wise man said, "BFD, engaged ain't married." So true. Yeah, that is true. Like yeah. Scott, so very true. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Still uh, got my shot. Except, <laughs> yeah, you still got your shot, dude. Bianca Belair defeated Oscar and Charlotte Flair, um, and f- only to be. Shortly dethroned by EO Sky, and um, what, what were your thoughts on this match, guys? Dude, I'm fine with Bianca winning this match. I just I hate when they do this, and then she immediately drops the title two seconds later. Like, it, why couldn't Oscar have just won this match, and then this happened to Oscar? I just. You- I don't, I don't, I just, I don't, that's how they pad the stats, bro. That's how you get Charlotte. I mean, I feel like Charlotte's had this happen like two or three times, bro. But I I get it, but dude, that way when Bianca comes out, they can say she's a, you know, a five time mm -hmm. champ instead of a four time champ. But it takes away from it so much, though, dude. Like you're barely even a champion at that point. I get it, but it's just, it's so fucking weird to me. I'm, I'm happy EO's the champion because definitely. I thought it was a way to get a surprise in the, onto the, uh, like a surprise finish. For the most part, like the matches were kind of in line with the predictions. Just, you know, going off the small sample size of Foley Picks League, which that's 35 pretty hardcore wrestling fans. Not one person picked Bianca to win. So if you want to, if you want to sprinkle in a little unpredictability on the show, if you know, it really doesn't matter who wins the match because we're going to do the cash in. Um, I thought it was fine, and I liked the way they, you know, they had another creative way for the mist to uh, be involved in the finish. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, quick. So, quick question. So, me, me, uh, me, and my buddy were watching it, and uh, for the cash in, do you remember if there was a a rule to the cash in? Yes. Meaning, didn't the other the 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 not the yes. challenger, but the person that had the title had to be standing on two yes. feet when the up. bell That's rang? Definitely- yeah, that's definitely been a rule in Cafe before that before the bell could ring, they have to stand up. Yeah, and right. Okay, I thought we we were, we were like because we, we were like racking our brains. We're like, what the? I was like, doesn't doesn't she have to be standing up? How is this? Like, what what's happening here? And then and I was like, maybe it wasn't a thing. So yeah, no, it was. No, I remember. So I got I got some thoughts on this the whole money in the bank cash in mechanics, man. Oh. I, I think 
It's sorely in need of an update. All right. Think about everything else, how life works in 2023. Why do you have to pack around this big ass bulky briefcase for months? Yeah. Run down, physically hand it to, you know, the referee or the ring announcer or whatever and get them to announce and ring the bell. Like, dude, it's 2023. I think we need to have money in the bank NFTs. You just get a little digital asset. It's on your smartphone, and you just wirelessly transfer it to the ref or to Triple H or whoever. Yeah, but you get you get you somewhere, dude. Have you never been somewhere where you're trying to like you know Venmo somebody or like paying your fucking service ain't working? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that's how you have the failed cash in. You know, we got right. a whole new way to get failed cash ins now. Instead of somebody coming and you know knocking the briefcase up in the air when you go to cash in, now fuck, I don't got service or shit, my phone died, dude. <laughs> Like you got a whole new way for failed cash-ins to happen, man. Wow. I well, think I've, we need to go money in the bank NFTs. You could just have a big QR code hanging down from the ladder, and oh they got to climb God. up to the top rope and scan it with oh their phone. Venmo in the this bank. Is like, this is like the worst like mirror I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, the well, Venmo. What, what about? Yeah, you got to get you got to get your phone out and get it lined up with the QR code Ooh. to get it to scan. Somebody could knock it out of your hand or whatever. Like, what about like? What about like now they do tap to pay? Like you get like a card and they put like a reader on the end of the <laughs> ring and you tap it and the the ring lights up green to let everybody know you're cashing in. Dude, beautiful. Can- yeah, you could have the little if 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 we have an active money in the bank holder, you could have the little um you know like the console or whatever mm-hmm. right next to the ring bell. So they just run up and hold their phone next to it. Yeah, and that's how they cash in, man. They could. I just, I, if they, it, needs, they, it needs a refresh, man. Yeah, they love marketing and stuff so much, and they love advertisers. They should do something with like PayPal. Do the same thing. Yeah, have like, yeah. you know, have a PayPal in the bank, and you just PayPal somebody. PayPal. You could sell these NFTs on WWE Shop. People could have their own copies of them. Oh my you know, God. It, it, that'd be straight profit because you don't even got to produce the fucking plastic briefcase. Bitcoin in the bank. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe make it interactive. Maybe like like you said, have like the you know like a like a QR code, but like the fans can like vote whether or not the person should cash in at that moment or something yeah. like that. That'd be pretty cool. Like on the all right, the fans are a bunch of fucking you stupid just marks. All your we don't need that. And then just make uh make just all the, make one. yeah make all the gimmicks e gimmicks, dude. Where it's like you know bring you back Taboo like, Tuesday. That's what I'm pretty much going. <laughs> Taboo with. Tuesday could go for a refresh. I'm surprised we haven't really had that in the social media era, man. Like that w- that would be great, but. I feel like they don't they don't want to because supposedly Taboo Tuesday was always a shoot. I don't think they would want to give that much freedom to the fans now. Oh, People are so nowadays. much more rolly and stuff nowadays. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Roman would be yeah, losing the belt honestly, to like man, a mid Carter if we yeah. did Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> when I first got back into wrestling in 2014, like Money in the Bank was like my favorite thing. I thought it was so cool, but I kind of low key hate it now, man. I just mm. I really think it's played out. I wish I would give anything for them to just make it. A, a alternate every other year, man. Like I said, one year the men have the rumble and the chicks got the money in the bank, and the next year swap it. Uh, yeah. Just go like that. I just think that'd be way better because two rumbles is a lot, and two money in the bank briefcases floating around is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it diminishes both of them. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think we need to need to shake up money in the bank. I agree. All right, and what was that? Is that it? Is that yep. The main event or to the That's main it. event? Oh wow! So we got Roman Reigns. <sighs> defeats Jay Uso with the help of Jimmy Uso and to so win the tribal combat. Despicable by Jimmy. I think in fairness, we we can't fully judge this one until we see what goes down mm. Friday night. But in the moment, I hated it, man. I thought it felt like an NWO type swerve. Now that I mean, um, like uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the match wasn't even uh, like good for me anyway. I didn't think it was up to the up to the power that they've been putting on. 
with these matches in the bloodline storyline. Um, it just felt like everyone used to complain about like how Randy Orton would like wrestle in slow motion. This is what this match felt like to me, like even, even slower, just like the, to me, the action wasn't there. And knowing that Roman got hurt in the middle of the match, he's even like, now I know why they were slow during, after the rest of the match. It, it was just, yeah, it didn't, it just seemed lackluster to me personally. It might, I might be the only one out there that thinks that. But. I don't know. I didn't have any issues with the match. My knee-jerk reaction when Jimmy came out, because Seth was already predicting this, so he'd already like planted this seed you know, in my yeah. brain about Jimmy coming in and turning on Jay. Um, but uh, yeah, my knee-jerk reaction was like, holy shit, it actually happened. Then I was kind of sour on it, but now I'm like, why would I prejudge this? Like everything that's happened in the judgment or the judgment day, Whoa. the bloodline um, so far has been great. So like, why would I give the writers who have done this for the last two years, like the benefit of the doubt? You know what I mean? Like the big thing is Jimmy cannot go back to the bloodline. If Jimmy stays independent of Roman, you may, you got a little something. If he yeah. goes back to the bloodline, like it's all normal. Like that's just, Oh, that's going to be gross, dude. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I think it's weird. It feels really weird because we have never seen the Usos, like there be dissension between the Usos. I mean, obviously there was like a little bit whenever, you know, Jay joined Roman, but it was never full-blown like Everyone like brother brother on brother warfare. Yeah. yeah, so this is this is really weird. I'm wondering how the explanation is going to shake out because that's going to be that's going to be the telltale, right? Like what's what's really going on here and I don't know. You think I'm, I'm not going to prejudge it. I'm hopeful that this is going to be just another turn that, you know, extends the bloodline and creates more awesome matches down the road. Do you so. think they bring back the uh, Nikki Bella promo? Yeah, we were, I, I told I Seth that. Yeah, I wish you had died in the womb. He has to deliver it exactly yeah. the same way she did for the whole thing. You know, she died in the womb. Oos. I, 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 <laughs> Roman yeah. just went clean or something. I will say Roman's got some serious steam as a heel right now because he was right think about that promo when jimmy finally turned on roman and you know him and jay formally left the bloodline yep roman spelled it out man he spelled all this shit out he said every time when you've been main event jay when you've been rising up the guy who's been there trying to pull you back down trying to hold you back is uh jimmy Jimmy. he said he's been the anchor when i've been the wind beneath your wings lifting you up man and roman was fucking right it's true that's facts that is straight facts. Yeah, he said you can't be a twin and the and the, and the uh, tribal chief and the tribal yeah. chief at the same time. You got to choose one. So he yeah. said that to both of them. Yeah. But the match, I like I said, I'm still going to say I didn't. I thought this was like not the worst of their matches, but I wasn't really. I thought this slow. match wasn't that good. Like, if you don't slow. like the slow WWE main event style, that then yeah, this match was definitely right in like right in line for you to hate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't like it in the moment. I would have rather just, dude, just put Roman over clean. It's been for it's been forever since we've seen Roman win a win a match clean, yeah, man. Exactly. Like, D- okay, so I, I think the worst thing about this match is that Michael Cole called it a trial by combat match <laughs> instead of, of a tribal combat <laughs> match. I was like, I'm watching too much Game of Thrones, dude. I, what was you gonna say, Jordan? I know you got some thoughts. I, so. I definitely have some thoughts, and that's why I was waiting for you guys to be done with it because. Dude, I feel like Roman's matches are just running together for me at this point. Mm. Like every match concludes with interference or something along those lines. And I get it. I I understand why they're doing it that way. But like, dude, nothing stands out to me anymore. It's just it it all feels the same to me. Like we get 10 to 15 minutes of a one on one match and then either Solo, Jimmy or Jay comes out Uh. and saves the day. Like I just I don't know, man. I just it's taking away from how strong he is. Like I'm me and Seth talked about this on Saturday night in the moment. And 
I just I feel like this was the time for uh, Roman to go over strong, and yeah. like yeah. coming out of that match, he does not look strong. I mean, J- he needed help from Jimmy and Solo to beat the yeah. guy that that Roman kept saying, "You're you're not the main event, pal. You're not that guy." Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, man. I just I, I feel it like forty minutes. You dude, know what I mean? Like he, like he couldn't put he couldn't put Jay away. Like yeah, I mean, thirty six minutes. You know, was, that's a long time for to you know have Jay hanging around. You know, all three times Roman's fought Jay. Jimmy has been the reason he lost. So the first time they fought, oh, yeah, Jimmy came out brother. and threw in the towel. Yeah, the second the time, Jimmy came out and got put in a chokehold. So yeah. that way, mm-hmm. Jay had to quit. And now this time, dude, like Roman was right, man. I Jordan just, did have a fire ass idea, dude. He's for Survivor Series uh, instead of regular war games this year. We do war games, double ring, double cage, but it's just a fatal four way between the four bloodline members. You yeah, because I definitely saw some scenes of dissension too. between, yeah, between uh, nope. Solo and Roman. Did they announce of uh, war games? It seems like it's just Survivor Series. They didn't. It's not Survivor Series war uh, games. Right now, I assumed anyway. it was going to be a yearly tradition. Now, yeah, I guess maybe they go back to just regular Survivor Series. Maybe they didn't like how it how it played out last year. Mm-hmm. There's not really yeah. a, a I mean, natural was, war games match. I mean, it, yeah, it could be a Hell in a Cell match. I don't really care. Like, dude, if you're going to do a four fatal four way, it needs to be yeah. in like a cell or something. Like, they need yeah. to be locked in there all together. So, I don't know. But one thing that cannot get lost out of this match, Jay had one of the dopest entrances in WWE yes. history. Dude, him doing the three one three thing from eight mile on top that of the was ropes. So cool, dude. Yeah, the crowd, was so, in, the crowd that, was so into Jay. That camera work was awesome too, because you know that was opposite the hard cam side, so they had to. They must have planned that out and just knew that it was going to hit because they were opposite from the side they usually shoot from. They had that super wide angle shot, mm-hmm. like yeah. It, They've been doing a really good job on getting creative with the camera work on the entrance. Remember, they used the drone in uh, Bad Bunny's entrance down yeah, in Backlash. That was, was incredible. So, yeah, yeah like, it, it, I don't know how, like, if, if I, that's why I know as much as we love to fantasy book on here and, like, I love to play universe mode on WWE 2K, I could never be a booker in real life because if I would have seen that in that moment, I would have been getting in the red, the headset of the ref and like, hey, fuck it, Jay's going over. Like, Jay's yeah. going <laughs> <Yeah. Same. laughs> to I don't know how you have the self control. <laughs> To resist just cashing in on all that equity and with just, the fans. Yeah, when you just see having that. the fans I mean, just lose their freaking would, minds. Yeah, dude. they, they would have freaking blew the roof off that place, man. Like, yeah, good call, Jordan. I, I forgot to mention that. That was, I mean, that's, uh, I, this was like two years ago in the Facebook group, but I remember we were having an argument. Uh, somehow it came up better career, British Bulldog or Seamus. And Ooh. the British, you know, Seamus obviously has, yeah. obviously has the stats, right? But mm-hmm. we talked about like that moment of, being as over mm-hmm. as you can get, you know, Bulldog being at had the top his of the mountain at SummerSlam '92, and I feel like what Jay Uso had in the moment of that entrance—that's something that very few wrestlers ever achieve. Where you have, you know, fifty thousand people who are hundred percent behind you, want to see you go and do your thing. Yeah, uh, yeah so good call, Jordan. That, I, that was a hell of a. I moment. think they should have done Raw in Detroit and had uh, Jay come out and do the three one three thing again, but instead of like the normal one, it should have been. Everybody from the three one three, put your middle fingers up and boo Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's freaking funny, dude! All right, we want to do 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 letter grades as we wrap up SummerSlam. Uh, sure, let's go for it. So I am going to give SummerSlam a C plus. Wow. Pretty harsh. Sheena coming in off the top rope on WWE. Oh, I, I mean, 
Well, I'll go B, man. It didn't live up to my expectations, but it was still really, really good. WWE is just cooking right now. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was good. So let me just say, I was, I was the one last week that was saying like, I like a nice, um, you know, tight card where it's like, you know, not a ton of matches, not a ton of fluff. I feel like this, um, this card particular, specifically after watching it, could have used a little bit of fluff. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like just to kind of break up some of those longer matches because some of those longer matches exposed some of the wrestlers. Whereas, like if the match had been a little bit tighter, maybe we would have enjoyed it a little bit more instead of having it drug out. So Sometimes I don't know. You need a little palate cleanser too. Yeah, Sometimes you need a little, a little five minute match that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. isn't the worst thing in the world. hundred percent. I feel like the the triple threat women's match really suffered from co- going right after um, Seth and Finn too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just like the crowd couldn't get back up. So I feel like if you would have had a nice little filler match there, um, you know, the crowd would have been into the women's match more. So yeah, it, for me, C plus high C plus. I enjoyed it. I was a high C plus. It was a 79. <laughs> yeah, it was a 79.5. Yeah. Where are you guys at with it? I mean, my excitement level going into this was the lowest out of the four of us. I get, I, I said my excitement level was at a six and I'm sticking right there. I'm going with a C for the grade of the show it kind of was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Honestly, it's just, you guys are right. Like not having the fluff matches and giving people a chance to go to the bathroom, getting a hot dog, a beer. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, it just kills the live crowd when there's no like down moments other than mm-hmm. Shayna and Rhonda, which was fucking awful. But yeah, <laughs> you know, triple H is like, what the fuck? People always complain that there's too much stuff that doesn't matter on paper. Yeah. Now we give them this, you know, I know we're fickle, dude. We are <laughs> yeah. fickle, dude. We like- you, need, you need some popcorn matches, man. And fickle. yeah, and we're all, we're all about hindsight too. We're, we're saying this obviously after all this is done and you know how, see how it all played out. So it's easy for us to be money morning quarterback, you know? Yeah. Mark, uh, what'd you give me? I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go B minus for, for my grade. I'm not going to go full on C. Cause I thought it was a, I thought it was a good, uh show overall um just like as we spoke through it all it's just there was some misses there um and like mm-hmm. i said for me especially the like i said the main event just kind of i was expecting more from that main event and then it just kind of like uh jordan said just kind of ran ran along with the other uh matches that rovins had has had in the past so all right, so uh, I'd say, you know, lukewarm-ish reviews overall from the Chick Bully Show crew for SummerSlam. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It was a good show, but, you know, maybe it didn't live up to quite the hype from, from last year's SummerSlam. All right, you guys ready to hit the weekly beverage break? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right, the beverage break is where we tell you guys what we are sipping on while we pod. Sheena definitely has the lamest selection this week, so I'll let her go first. Per usual. Um, I am drinking a raw milk kefir smoothie with uh, banana and pineapple. Explain to the listeners who don't know what kefir is. Kefir is uh, fermented milk, so it's basically like cultured milk. It has uh, just... It's one of the most beneficial foods for your gut microbiome that you can ingest. So if you can get your hands on milk kefir, find somebody that's get in your, you know, local hippie group and get some milk kefir grains or order them from cultures from health um, and start making your own. You can make it from pasteurized milk too. It's fine. You don't have to have raw milk. Um, you guys remember when little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet eating her curds and whey? This is like the curds and whey she was eating. <laughs> she was drinking it. It's, it. It basically is just like, I mean, it doesn't taste bad. It's like, tastes like liquid yogurt. Like it's like a drinkable 
form of yogurt. But whereas yogurt has like five different strains of bacteria and, you know, yeast and all of the good stuff that's going to help your gut, kefir has like 35, you know, so it's like it's it's hyper loaded. Like it's like the Roman reigns of the fermented <laughs> realm. Wow. So, yeah, um, no, get yourself some milk kefir, get your gut in order. Dude, the, the, the gut is like the link to all the rest of your, your body's health. So if you're out there and you get a cold all the time, you always say sick, you don't feel good. Get your gut in order, dude. Okay. I'm drinking a Chick-fil-A show favorite broken skull IPA. Nothing to add. No further explanation. Necessary. <laughs> no kefir in that Seth. No kefir. No kefir. <laughs> it's also a fermented beverage. Fuck so. kefir, drink beer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. Gordon, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking a Limbo IPA. This is from the Long Trail Brewing Company. Um, this is the last of my Vermont beers. So this one's from Bridgewater Corners, Vermont, Boston, Massachusetts, and Windsor, Vermont. So really good beer. It's got a ton of kefir in it, some hops. Um, <laughs> this is really good for your gut if, if anybody wants to know. And it's really good for getting you drunk because it's 7.6%. So <laughs> nice. that's what I'm all about. <laughs> Marco, what are you sipping on, man? Um, I'm going with my uh, my night, my, not my nightly drink. I should say my uh, Chick Foley show uh, drink is uh, some Mark and ginger. So some uh, some uh, Maker's Mark and uh, ginger ale is happening yeah, right now over it. here. So some Maker's Marco some, and ginger, some, some spice, some spiciness is happening over here. Nice. Uh, Maker's Mark on the 16th, they're going to be unveiling. They're going to release a 12 year aged version of uh of Maker's Mark. So Ooh. I'm not a uh, I'm not a big, big bourbon snob, man. I enjoy my Maker's Mark, and if somebody gets me a nice bottle of something else, I, I like it. Uh, Jordan, you know a lot about it, man. What, what do you think we could expect from a 12-year-age Maker's Mark? Do you think it's going to be like significantly better than the, the regular off-the-shelf stuff? I mean, so this is the problem. Like the, These 12-year things and these 27-year things that they're coming out with now, they're, I, they're never really fully aged, so that's the biggest problem with these things. Um, how, how far do you got to go to get fully aged? Well, cause I mean, they advertise these things as like 12 year and like crown is doing like a 27 year age thing, but there, I mean, there's no possible way somebody's aging something for 27 years. Like it's just, they're not doing it. I mean, they can advertise it however they want. I mean, just, 1996 is when they started aging that whiskey. Yeah. There's just, no, there's, there's go. no way that's happening. I just, I don't believe it. So I think this is going to be good though. I've, I've read some reviews online about this and about what to expect. So definitely picking a bottle up first day I can. So, um, Maybe and, we can review yeah. that on Chick Fil A. I've never show. had any product Maker's Mark release be bad either. They're very out of all like the big mainstream whiskey brands. They're probably they do the least amount of like spinoffs and stuff. Um, that cast strength was pretty freaking. That was that would, like take take the enamel off your teeth. Strong, but it was <laughs> yeah. good. Still Maker's Mark. It just wasn't watered down any. Yeah, um, that that yeah, store but I, pick I, Maker's that I brought to your house for um, WrestleMania weekend was delicious too. Yeah, and then they did those good. special flavors. Remember, they had like stores, a region that's specific. That's oh, that's what you're talking about. about. Oh, yeah. yeah, those were good. Yeah, yeah, but they're very selective, and it's never nothing crazy. It's never like you know banana flavored Maker's Mark or no, no shit like that, or like you know peanut butter flavored. Keep anything. it classy. Yeah, it's all it's all traditional makers with you know just a little bit of a spin, no shade because so. I love that fucking cookie dough bourbon. That, yeah. that, you know, dough ball. Dough ball. Yeah, dough I love dough ball. Good, ball so yeah, yeah no, no shade to the flavored bourbons. But. Seth, did you have the the new Makers Mark Forty Six French Oaked? Have you had that yet? I did. Yeah, very tasty. That's very good. 
Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna go wrong with Maker's Mark. It's easy to drink too. So if you have, if you are like a uh, you know a, a big whiskey aficionado and you got some friends coming over who maybe aren't as into it, Maker's Mark is really really smooth. So that's an easy one to introduce people to, man. If you uh, just want to try to you know get them get them into bourbon, or just make up a big batch of kefir and serve <laughs> it to serve it to all your friends. You know that's the best thing. I mean, you if can you do. don't want to have friends anymore, I guess that's what you could do. <laughs> yeah, you definitely keep it all to yourself. So. <laughs> All right, let's get into the figure four. It is time for the figure four where we discuss the latest in wrestling figure news, talk about stuff we've added to our collection. Want to remind you guys this segment, like the rest of the podcast, is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to save 10%. Um, let's get right into it. So, first off, the story of the week. This kind of broke uh, shortly after we recorded last week about that four pack getting uh, recalled. The, uh, mm. the Target four pack, we saw it at San Diego Comic Con in some Then Now Forever packaging. It somehow showed up. I want to say it was like 48 hours after we saw it at Comic-Con. It showed up on the shelves in Target in this weird WWE 60th anniversary packaging. Lasted for about two weeks and then got recalled. People were trying to buy it and it was getting flagged at the register like mm-hmm. do not sell. They were taking them off store floors. Um, I was lucky to get one. Zach Hertz hooked me up. Uh, Marco, I know you, you you got hooked up. Jordan, did you end up getting one for yourself or did you just that one you found just send it up to Marco? Nope, I found four. So I got me one, Marco one. Uh, God, who else got one? It was all fully members who got one. So, fig God yeah, doing fig God things. Yeah, but yeah pretty crazy. Another reason man. to join the the uh, fully fam group. <laughs> it seems like so insignificant. Like, Shane, what do you think of them just pulling this ready to go product off the shelf over a packaging barrier? Well, you know me, dude. I freaking hate the waste, dude. I, I'm like, I'm like, where are these things going? I mean, they'll probably show up somewhere someday. But I, I'm just like, it's absolutely ridiculous, dude. Like, people are out there paying. I mean, how much was the set? Like freaking 80 bucks. 80 bucks, dude. So people were paying 80 bucks for this thing left and right, and you're just going to pull it off the shelves. I think it's ridiculous, dude. And I don't even think people really would have known. Like, didn't, uh, nope. I'm sure I wasn't the only person that noticed, but like, I remember when I was pointing this out to people, people were like, are you serious? And I would have to like show them pictures to be like, oh shit, you're right. It wasn't like the new the new packaging is this dramatic difference. It's mm-hmm. literally just basically plucks that WWE 60 logo off of it. Mm-hmm. Um it's just weird. So yeah, I, I got a kick out of the rumor that was going out that it was Vince McMahon himself that <laughs> said that you know this need to get pulled off shelf. I can tell you guys right now, like Vince just had spinal surgery. He just got uh, served like another one or two indictments. He has no <laughs> idea. That he exists, yeah. like, straight up, dude. like so. You know that that was a funny story. Now I'm sure there's somebody in WWE marketing that you know nicks this and is probably pissed off at Mattel that this. I'm assuming this is like an initial sample or something that. It was into production before they they changed it up. I'm sure they're they're probably angry that this came out, but I don't think it goes nearly up to uh, Vince on the food chain. Yeah, and it's just to me, it's just such a random set to cause such a you know stink about. You know what I mean? Like supposedly it's it was just, just that WWE 60 logo. You know, they stopped putting the numbers on WrestleMania because mm-hmm. they don't want the the brand to seem old or whatever. Yeah, I think. I mean, why wouldn't they, the thing is is why wouldn't they want it to seem old because like they they always talk about the history of wwe and it's like you know it's storied history and all of this so it's like you know we we know it's old dude we all know hulk hogan is fucking old you yeah know? i mean there are a lot of ways they basically market on nostalgia so 
I don't know. It was weird. I don't get it. It seems kind of dumb to me from a business standpoint, but I don't know. I'm sure there was some serious thought put behind this. Uh, are you guys keeping your packaging variant MOC? I know Jordan, you keep everything MOC. Marco, you opening yours up? Um, yeah, I'll probably open it up. I'm not, I don't care too much. I mean, like, like you guys just said, it's the packaging isn't too different from what they're going to re-release anyway, but um, yeah. The figure, I mean, I already, un, uh, I already unboxed my figures, but I did make sure to keep that box pristine. I left all the extra hands in there. So just in case this thing somehow skyrockets in value. Oh, yeah. I can do a little, uh, little yeah. repack action, get it out there. I don't, I don't see this thing blowing up unless for some reason the follow up set gets canceled, which I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. And they just end up scrapping it. Like, you know what I mean? Like they could, I, I could totally see them, like, even though the pre order is already up on target, I could see this already being such a, debacle that they just scrap it and maybe we see yeah i mean really the the old man austin and that becky the are becky the only dude, figures yeah. that need to get yeah, you, re-released the, yeah. the rock and the hogan can go away and i don't think anybody's gonna be shedding any tears uh, <laughs> <laughs> no that uh dude that becky is so sick man it could have been like, an ultimate edition man. yeah it, it looks awesome yeah, man they, they went all out on that becky just a weird set all the way around. And our daughter, our daughter saw it. She's like Becky's biggest fan. And you know, we have some, we have some figures that are like we call them outside the office figures, and then we have like you know, in in the office figures that can only be played with in the office. You know, and Stella, when she saw that Becky, she thought that was for her. Man, she was heartbroken. She's like, you gotta stay in the office. She's like, but I want it. You know, so poor thing. She has no idea. Yeah, uh, like I said, weird set all the way around. It's even weirder now that we got this. Um, this packaging debacle. All right. So kayfabe heroes, our old friend, uh, Sean NG, his line finally went live. Did you guys pre-order your Mantar figures? Did not. I did not. Man, Jordan, this dude's an Omaha native. You're really not going to add Mantar to your collection. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I'm not going to, but <laughs> I'm very, I am very, very skeptical that I'm ever going to get this figure, man. Um, We'll see. Time will tell. But, you know, I figure it's worth it. I did like the look of it. I I love the thought of having Mantar in my collection. So I was willing to roll the dice. If I see it before the end of 2024, I'll call it a win. But yeah, this, you know, without going into too much detail, this whole deal with this line has been, um, I think, sketchy would be the absolute best way to describe it. Right. Uh, so far. Uh, and, and we'll see how it goes, man. What, what do you guys think? Do you guys think I will end up getting this figure by the end of next year? No. Did you get which one did you get? Did you get variant A or variant B? I got the red card one, the one that has I didn't get the one with the bull logo on it. It's got like the traditional just like black like leather detailing or whatever you want to call it. Nice. No, you're not going to see this. Which one were you looking at? Uh, Clearly, I I can tell you had your eye on them that you even know that there's various. Which uh, one would you have? I'm looking at neither one because uh, I think this is going to be a loan that you're going to give out for two years and eventually get the money back. (laughs) Because if you notice, the package says one of zero, zero, zero. You ain't ever getting this, dude. It's Mm. cooked. Old Sean and G is holding your money for two years, putting up a Ponzi (laughs) scheme, and then you guys are out that money. Damn. Shoot. All right. Speaking of being out some money, did you guys see these these Midnight Express four packs that FTC is dropping? Oh my god, yes. Insane. Freaking. Did you see these, Jordan? I did. Yeah, so we got the four pack. Prices start, the cheapest option starts at the low, low price of $230. Not bad. You got the deluxe box set, $280. 
Or you could get the rocket launcher set for $1,000. Yeah. Dang yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pass now, on it. It comes with some items you're not going to be able to get, right? You got some autographs for some people who are dead and gone. Um, you got a personalized autograph from Jim Cornette. But, dude, <laughs> I hate to say it, man. I love all wrestling figures, but these FTC figures are absolute bottom of the barrel. Yeah, there's zero chance I'm paying $200 for this. And you can call me a hater all you want, but there, it's just not even a chance I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I would love, dude, if they were by Powertown or Mattel or Jazzwares, I would fucking, I would love to drop, you know, 125 bucks on a deluxe set of Midnight Express figures like this. But you just know the FTC, they're going to suck, dude. It's probably like stickers that are on these jackets. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to fall apart when you take them out of the box, <laughs> man. Um, it's just a shame that that's who's cracking these out. Like, think of what Powertown could do with these, man. I'd love to get an awesome Bobby Eaton figure and a Jim Cornette, man. We haven't had a solid Jim Cornette figure since the freaking Jacks days. How is that possible? I, I don't know, but yeah, it's just, I saw this and yeah, it's cool. But I mean, dude, look at the figures. Like, are we fucking serious dude, right that now? That price this, tag is insane. This fucking too. looks the like. Jim Cornette looks okay, but the rest of them look like crappy customs, honestly, dude. Yeah, it's just there's no fucking way I'd pay that much for these figures. No. Absolutely yeah, no they way. They have nine of the Rocket Launcher sets available. I'm gonna I'm gonna toy around on the webpage and see if I can like oh, it'll you know just add ten to them. my cart or add nine to my cart and see if it'll let me so I can figure out you know exactly how many of these are actually selling. Are you actually thinking about purchasing this? No, I'm just curious to see okay. if anybody actually buys the rocket launcher set. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend fifty bucks on this set, bro. Dude, I if would you not... spend a grand on the rocket launcher one, like I, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Honestly, that... I mean, if, you lo- <laughs> dude, if you're not, so I think I think what they're trying to target are those because we know there's some diehard old school Southern wrestling fans, Jordan. We were right there in the mix of them. Maybe they're NBA, not collectors of any ready. other line. Yeah, if you're, not, if you're not a hardcore, yeah, exactly. If you're not a hardcore figure collector. I can see you being into that because there is some really, really cool shit with that rocket launcher set. But with being figure collectors and you got these figures as the base of it, we're, you know, it's going to be a hard pass. So I don't, I don't think they really made this for the the true figure collector. Um, but yeah, I'm just interested to see if they sell any of these nine rocket launcher sets. <laughs> don't right, put those Pond. in your cart. You're going to accidentally check out. <laughs> I'd cry, bro. I'd cry. I'd melt my phone down. I know, and it's way too fucking easy to do that shit nowadays. You know, like <laughs> just, just like, like your, your fucking thumbprint comes up to pay it. And you dude, buy I had bought stuff on Amazon on accident, dude. Like just, I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like I didn't totally did not mean to do that. I mean, it was like something I was looking at clearly, but it was just like you know, buy it now. It's like, oh yeah, shit. I would die if you bought the whole ten sets of the rocket. <laughs> Watcher. She just like don't even think about it. Group the same week, we got <laughs> yeah. the uh, the big rubber guys, the LJN revival line by the Major Pod. Those are out. Ne- the newest sets pre-orders out. We got Sergeant Slaughter, Marty Janetti, and Ric Flair. You guys at all in on this line? Hard pass. No, it's cool. I'm. I think it's really cool that they're doing it. But yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, if I was in on LJNs, I'd be in on it. So yeah. They got good reviews so far. Marco, you picked up any of these yet? I have not. I've been, you know, kind of tennis balling it, going back and forth, seeing if I want to do it. But yeah, I haven't fully committed to these yet. Jordan, is there somebody that they could drop that would make you pull the trigger on one of these? Mm, probably not. 
I feel like if they did a really good Brett, I may have to just cave and get it, man. Like a not not it wouldn't have to be a redo of the LJN. I want to see like a you know a ninety one Brett like with a leather jacket or something molded. I just don't um, think there's anything they can drop that would get me into these. I mean, they are cool. It's just it's not for me. I mean, at some point you have to just kind of tell yourself, all right, you, you're collecting enough shit. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you don't already have an LJN collection. To me, these are for folks who already have like the LJN collection, and they, yeah. you know, the stuff that they've been able to add to their collection over the years has been few and far between. Um, but I, I am a fan of the actual figures so far. They're cool. <laughs> Excuse me. We saw GameStop reveal the uh, their exclusive Funko Pops. This is going to be their new Hall of Fame line, WWE Funko Pops. I'm really intrigued by this because I'd love to see some more legend uh, get some pops. We got the big boss man. I think this thing looks amazing. Boss man. <laughs> everybody in on this oh yes oh yeah i would have loved i'd love to see a variant of the heel boss man a little bit more heavy set with the sunglasses on Mm -hmm. i think i think we need to see that at some point down the line but uh but yeah this is awesome who else would you guys want to see um you know wwe hall of fame types that we haven't gotten in the funko line yet Mm. marty janetti stop no, I'm joking. <laughs> Have you guys watched the Dark Side of the Ring yet? Yes. No. Was it pretty good? Don't no no, no spoilers, details because yeah. we got it on DVR. But did it live up to the hype, Marco? Oh, of course, man. I I I, th- I told the story before. I've actually like me and my friends actually hung out with Marty Janetti, um, and and uh, and here in Massachusetts when he was at a we were at a local show and uh yeah no that definitely that that episode lives up to. To everything that yeah I, I yeah you can't say anything so i won't say anything just watch it yeah we'll just say that there's a i want to see another warrior funko dude dude that, there's that's a my number one one there's right a now. ton of um wwe funkos that are on clearance right now on gamestop if if you've been holding off on getting some of the funkos and stuff there there's a ton of them that are on clearance right now on gamestop just so everybody knows nice nice all right. Uh, did you guys add anything interesting to your collections this week? Mm, four pack. And then I sent out everything. Oh, I had the Sting uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Yeah, nice. that thing was awesome. Shout out to yes. uh, Tristan who hooked us up. Tristan, with one, yeah. yeah. That uh, beautiful figure, man. That, that's one that definitely hit a lot harder in person. Speaking of which, we got our... Uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Muhammad Ali in today. Sheen, what was your thoughts on that one, taking it out of the box, getting a look at it? I think it's super cool, man. Like, it's, I mean, it wasn't a must-have figure, even though we still got it. Uh, but it was just, like, the packaging is really well done. Like, everything, like, there's so many details. I love how they did the posing with the, you know, the artwork and stuff like that on the, like, the bubbles. Yeah, it's just, it's great-looking figures, dude. I liked it a lot more, having it in hand, um... Than, than I did just when we ordered. I ordered just because, you know, he's a unique character, so you had to have him. But uh, very, very nice release. I think Jordan, you said you are just getting there Friday. Marco, you you got Muhammad Ali, right, Marco? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten mine yet. But, uh, yeah, it's on. I'll probably get it next year, like the Cody. <laughs> you, didn't, know, some you, people, you didn't even get shipping yet? No, a lot of people in the group no. said they hadn't even got their shipping. They, like, they said the I ordered it the minute dude. it went live and have not That's got my weird. shipping yet. Dude, Mattel creation yeah, so. sucks. Yeah. So when you guys have gotten them. Have yours come from Pennsylvania? Do you remember off the top of your head? Mine is Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe it was like a, some of the distribution, distribution centers are just on it better, but no, yeah. cause I was coming from Pennsylvania also. Nope. I'll wait till next year. I'll wait till July. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, I saw like then. Brian Paris just now got his Logan Pauls, man. Like yeah. we got those yeah. freaking months ago. It feels like That's at this crazy. point. And they have them on WWE shop, the Muhammad Ali figure. So 
Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I, I don't really know how they they do their shipping. I remember our new gen arena was like that. Our new gen arena got shipped like way later than anybody else's mm-hmm. did. So, yeah, they're just kind of all over the place. All right, let's get into keeping it tranquilo. El idolo. Keep it tranquilo is where we give you guys a suggestion for uh, some outside the ring action or, you know, non-wrestling related content to uh, watch to keep you entertained. So, Sheena, you can kick it off. So I'm we're really behind on this, but we jumped on the succession bandwagon and we are we have five episodes left. So three, three? Yeah, we only three. Have three episodes left. Oh, my God. So we only have three episodes left. Um, and, uh, so if you haven't jumped on it, if you've heard all, you know, people talking about succession and you're like, eh, you know, watch it. It's really, really good. It's, uh, just about all the shenanigans that are going on with this family that own this global media conglomerate and, you know, the, the dad's in poor health and obviously all the kids are vying for their opportunity to take over and just all of the ridiculousness that goes down with, you know, owning a global media conglomerate. They're like some of the worst people you've ever seen before. Yeah, so just, just, I mean, just completely tone deaf, out of touch, like billionaire, rich people. rich people that just like, yeah, have rich people problems, you know, like it's just, they're throwing around money and throwing around power. Like it's just absolute, it's just bananas to watch, but really, really good show. Um, it's wild to me because I can't believe, you know, we're just now watching this show, like within the last, what was like, we started like two months ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Roman Reigns definitely stole his theme song from the theme song of Succession. Yeah, we got, we got some audio lined up for you guys. Jordan, I know you said you haven't watched it. Marco, you watched Succession? I have not. No, not yet. Okay. So listen to this. We'll see if, uh, remember this, the show debuted in 2018, Roman's theme debuted in 2021. So I'm gonna play a little bit of the Succession theme. Well, we'll do a little bit of Roman's theme first. You can have that fresh in your brain. Then we'll hit the Succession theme. So here's Roman. All right, and this was Succession that dropped two years earlier. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, right, dude? It definitely is. Holy shit, that's insane. Listen, listen, listen. We can keep talking over it, but listen, it gets a little breakdown part. Yeah, it's the first thing I thought when I first watched it. Yeah, when I was, I said, oh my God, that's Roman's theme song. Oh my God. Listen. Oh yeah. Holy shit. It's literally. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's spot on. And, you know, I mean. It's just, you know, they take, obviously they, you know, kicked up the energy on Roman's a little bit, dude. But yeah, they definitely freaking bit off of uh, the succession theme for, I mean, it works. It definitely works. works, Yeah, Roman's music's awesome. But yeah, that that succession theme sounds like it could be like, you know, the freaking acoustic version of Roman's theme song or something. Well, wait, did what did come, what came out first? The succession. Succession. Succession Succession came out in 2018. Okay. On HBO. And yeah, Roman's theme dropped 2021. Okay. yeah, it kind of plays. If that. you watch Succession, you'll see there's like there's some crossover between man, it and like man, the storyline. Yeah, like, 
but yeah, the theme song, it, anytime I hear it now, I just want to throw that one finger up in the air. hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's succession has been great. Really enjoyed. It's on, on max or HBO max, whatever it's called. HBO nowadays, go, so. HBO max, HBO. Yeah, check it things. out. What do you guys got for us? Um, I got two things for you. I got a podcast and I got something for you guys to watch. And do not fucking judge me for what I'm giving you guys to watch because oh, I'm yeah. telling you it's good. All right, so me and Ari dove into this last week because somebody told us it was good. We watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie on Paramount Plus. That movie is phenomenal, and I, I didn't hear it was a fun movie, man. And I, I am not thing. a Dungeons and Dragons fan. I don't do any of that stuff, but that movie is phenomenal. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was fun. You said it's on Paramount Plus right yep. now. And then a podcast, uh, it's called The Really Good Podcast. It's with Bobby Altoff. She's like a mom influencer from TikTok. But dude, this girl has four podcasts so far. The third one was Drake, and she recorded the podcast from his bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bobby um, Altoff, yeah. 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 And she recorded the podcast from Drake's bed. And it's like the questions she asked are like uncomfortable questions. And it's just awkward. She did Mark Cuban last week. And it's just fucking hilarious. Like, I I definitely. Daddy or what, dude? Huh? Is she like like a hottie or what? No, No, dude. She's just a normal chick. Like, she's not like she's just a normal like mom. Like, that's all she is. But it's it's really good. I mean, it, I've enjoyed every episode so far, and there's only five, but it's really good. So I, I definitely recommend this. Cool, Margo. Um, I'm gonna go with a uh, a kind of like a horror slash thriller movie that uh, made made my wife very uncomfortable uh, <laughs> watching it. Um, not not uncomfortable in the sense where it's like gory or anything like that just the tone and the 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 theme of the movie is very off-putting so it's called soft and quiet Whoa. um have you seen this <laughs> sounds no? rapey yeah no, I, mean, I watched that when i was like 14 dude yeah i like, I like <laughs> learning, learning things dude so basically it's 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 played out in real time so it's there's no edits it's like one it's a one camera shot movie so there's no there's nothing going like the camera follows that one character and if the camera pans away and the main character's gone, it's focusing on the other people. So it's it's very cool shot in that way. Um, but it's it's uh, I can't give away too much about it. But it's basically these you know this these women get together. They have kind of like a um, like a like a meeting. You know they're all you know airing their grievances and stuff like that. And they end up you know uh, moving on from like the the place that they met up to like one of their houses. And then they you know they on the way they go to the store. And then uh, they end up. Uh, running into someone from one of the women's past, um, and then it, it just leads to just like a, just like a, just like a volatile like kind of like chain of events that happen afterwards. Mm. So I won't give away. I think it, I believe it's on Netflix still. That's where we watched it. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's, I'm gonna warning. It is the the language, the tone of it is can be very uncomfortable, especially yeah. for nowadays standards. I'll just say that. Yeah. It, it was made recently in 2022. 2022, yeah, yeah. Good. I prefer some uncomfortable language, personally. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're like I said, it's it's very, very straightforward <laughs> uh, language. So yeah, definitely. If you if you have the, I don't want to say the stomach. If you have the uh, mental capacity to watch it, I definitely recommend it. Um, like yeah. I said, my wife is just like gritting her teeth with her mouth open the whole time. Just like, Ugh! like just like yeah. So, 
I mean, go it to is spook- watch it. It is spooky season after all, and anyone that says it's not, you can fuck off. It's spooky season, dog. Oh, yeah. As soon as August first hits, dude, I don't care if it's a hundred degrees outside. It's like <laughs> fucking might as well just put the Halloween decorations out today. That's right. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> all right, Steve, we got some listener mail. Oh yeah. All right. Tony Barker says, do you think this year's SummerSlam relied too heavily on long matches? To me, a lot of the matches tried a little too hard to be epic. Yep. That is a perfect explanation of this year's SummerSlam. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what, you know, we kind of talked about is I think, you know, when sometimes when you rely too heavily on those long matches, dude, it can overexpose people, which is, you know, never good for anyone. It doesn't mean somebody's a bad wrestler. It doesn't mean it's just... You know, some matches aren't meant to be freaking 25, 30 minute, yeah. you know, exposés. And if anybody has still any doubts that Vince McMahon has any, uh, like, part in creative, he does not do 35 to 40 minute matches every single match. So that's all Triple H that you can blame mm-hmm. on because all his matches back in the day were 27 plus. <laughs> if you ever yeah. go back and watch a Triple H match, match they're always... <laughs> Like 27, 30, 35, 40 minute. So, he did a 60 minute with The Rock and Iron Man match. So yeah. that's all Triple H booking right there. I mean, Triple H has always said his number one advice for new wrestlers is slow down. And then when you think you're going slow enough, slow down some more. Like yeah. he's on record. He's, saying, so, he's a big fan of that Harley Race, Ric Flair style. Definitely, he definitely told Just, Roman Reigns that. And the main event, so yeah, I can see it. Well, I, I like I like the pacing of Roman's matches. Normally, you know, it's just like a, a kind of a slow start, and then it just it, it picks up and crescendos right toward the end. So mm-hmm. I, I like Roman's style. Um, Tony also says, "What's the most exotic liquor you've ever sampled?" I don't know. I can't. I've I tried know. some of like the tippy top end, like Pappy Van Winkle stuff, and have not been in, impressed whatsoever. Like I said, it's probably more about me than. About the actual Pappy, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I wasn't impressed by it. But yeah, some of the super high end stuff that's I, I know Jordan's probably got some crazy stuff he's gonna drop on us. Yeah, it's like 700 bucks um, a drop. <laughs> yeah, they somebody gave him a dropper and put it <laughs> <laughs> 700 bucks. Yeah, stick his tongue out like a baby bird, make a little <laughs> drop on the tip of it yeah. for like $990. Yeah, I mean, dude, I've had some like really, I don't know if I consider it exotic, but like I've had some really expensive whiskeys before. Um, I mean, I've had a a thirty year Mictors before, and like, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's not for me, just because I I can't like justify enjoying something that's that expensive. Like, if you get a bottle yeah. of Pappy on the shelf and it's one hundred and twenty bucks, like that's fine. I mean, it, I still don't think it's worth that. I think Pappy is like one of the most overrated whiskeys of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just paying that much for a bottle or even like a, a two ounce pour of it is just, it's a lot for me. And this is coming from someone who has no problem spending money on good booze, good figs, good food. That is a, um, that is a fact. It's <laughs> just, I mean, dude, I have, I have almost 200 bottles of booze in my kitchen right now. So I, I have no is problem it? buying good booze. It's just, dude, some of the stuff just gets so far out there on what you're getting. And like I said earlier, I just don't, I don't believe that, what they're actually telling you is exactly what you're getting. I, I find it hard to believe that somebody's aging something for 30 years and it's never been touched. Like I just, 
I don't know, man. It, it, it's it, it's a lot like wrestling for me. I know what I'm looking for, dude. Like, you know, you give me a good steak, I can tell you, like, I can tell you what a good steak is and what it's supposed to taste like yeah. and, you know, their profiles and all that. Liquor, I'm lost. Like, I don't know, because I'm like, ah, it burns. Like, you know, like, is it is that good? Like, you know, no. is that worth $75? So, like, like I don't when, know. when you get, like, a really good pour of um, whiskey, you can definitely tell, um, even if it's higher proof, you can definitely tell that it's, like, higher end. But yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's not worth it. But it's yeah, I mean, fun. I know the difference between like a, a good a good bottle of alcohol and like a rail bottle. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not on that level. But I mean, when you start to get up in like you know the super high end, like you know specialty, I'm just like Stuff I'm like Michael Scott, like you know, <laughs> Splenda. It, it's you know? funny that you brought up like steak though, because last year for uh, me and Ari's anniversary, we went to a steakhouse here, and I got a tomahawk wagyu steak. And oh. like trying that compared to every other steak that I'd ever had in my life, like mm-hmm. I, I thought I had had good steak before, but when I tried that, like everybody always talks about, like steak that like melts in your mouth. Like I barely even felt like I had to chew this steak. Like it just, oh man, it was like butter. You just, like you just you know, made, yeah, you just made the freaking hair on my arm stand up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> when 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 you guys come here, I, I've already me and Ari talked about this the other night. We've made a list for when you guys actually come to Omaha because it eventually it'll happen. It eventually yeah, the times yeah, will yeah. line up and the dates will line up. Um, we we've already made a list for uh, where to take you guys and stuff like that, and that steakhouse is definitely on the list. So. Oh nice. yeah. Oh yeah. Sounds good. Marco, you ever had any um any liquor? Yeah. You ever had any liquor? I know, uh no, so uh, I've had uh actually Louis fifteen uh champagne. Um I think it was around like oh my god, I wanna say three jeez, three ninety nine, I think the bottle was. Oh, which is pretty insane. But yeah. it, I mean it was it was very good. It was Probably the best one, uh, champagne I've ever tasted, to tell you the truth. But, yeah. yeah. Y'all make me feel like a cheapskate, dude. I'm like, you know, well, what was it that I bought? I bought like a bottle of tequila, you know, a couple months ago. And I was like, God dang, dude, tequila's gotten so high. And it was totally like Casa dessert. Amigos. It was like regular. It's $20? <laughs> dang. Yeah, it was like regular ass tequila. <laughs> yeah. That's because you're um, out there buying $40 fucking cow jizz or whatever you're drinking <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I go I go to the farmers market and make it rain on those mofos. <laughs> all you, all you yeah. need is some wild Irish rose and you'll be fine. Is that bull <laughs> season back night. there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony also says uh, word searches, crossword puzzles, or and then Phil Dunn it adds or Sudoku. Ooh, yes, crossword puzzle. If I had to pick, yeah, I'm I, a crossword guy. I'm a word search person. I like I like word searches, <laughs> crossword puzzles. I get too frustrated. I don't word know. Word searches are for kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid at heart, and I'm not good at math, so I don't do Sudoku. Uh, I don't even think I'm saying that right. Is it Sudoku? Yeah, Sudoku. Sudoku. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan crossword puzzles or word searches or Sudoku? Oh, crossword puzzles for sure. Marco, crossword. You know what, dude? I would actually pay good money if I could find like an eBay listing for if somebody had just pulled the crossword puzzle from every WWF magazine that ever came out and just had those like stacked up. I could plow through those. I used to look. I used to love doing those every month as a kid. That would be awesome. Um, Somebody's got to be able to 
to make it happen, right? I'm sure you could probably find them. I think there's a site on the internet that has all of them scanned. There used to be on a, I think, does Tumblr still around or did Tumblr completely fold? Um, there used to be a Tumblr that had every WWF magazine scanned, wow. um, but it may have, uh, I, I feel like I saw Tumblr went under. I think there's definitely, there's definitely gotta be a market for that. I remember, uh, we had a coloring contest a couple years ago in the Facebook group and Mike Lanham, um, found this old WWE like coloring sheets and scanned them all in the group for us, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so much fun, dude. It had all those old, old ass coloring sheets. Loved it. Um, Brett Sharo, how pointless was that swerve, and where do you see the bloodline story going now? Well, we kind of, we kind of, t- yeah, we kind of touched Appreciate on that. The question though, Brett, man. yeah, very uh, pointless. Tyson, yeah, ty- very pointless. Tyson Neil Trevino, best Doritos flavor of all time. Dino might. I'm gonna say taco flavor Doritos, probably the best. I agree, taco flavor for sure. Hey guys, so I just found this. We'll put a link in the show notes. There's a website called WrestlingScans.com that has not just WWF magazine, you got some old PWI, uh, some of the other old um, after mags, and it's got them all scanned on here. You got to pay for it? No, it works off donations. So um, yeah, we'll throw the throw the link in there. Pretty cool, man. You can uh, definitely get your crossword fix on that way. Nice. Wow. Pretty That's neat, right? Cool. That's yeah, I'm very sure I've seen neat. it right now. Yeah, it's all PDF. So I will, uh, we'll, we'll put the link to wrestling scans in the show notes. So you guys can look at that Ahmed Johnson poster. Wow. That's Uncle cool, Tony. dude. Yeah, taco flavor Doritos. They're basically like nacho cheese with a little bit of the cheese flavor turned down, a little bit of that just like umami, like meat mm-hmm. flavor mixed in there. So yeah, I love the taco flavor. Marco? Um, this is for Doritos, right? Yeah. Um, I've always been a Cool Ranch guy. You know, I... I- you know, typically if we buy Doritos around here, we just get classic, um, you know, cheese Doritos. Or And, uh, dude, we got ranch recently um, when my parents were here. And they've gotten so salty. Like, I oh, can't yeah, even. It's like, I'm like, dude, I don't know. Because we don't buy a ton of chips, you know. Um, and every time we buy chips, I'm like, dude, have they just, like, turned the salt factor up to, like, 5,000? Yeah. I, like, I feel like chips have just become, like, salt bombs now, dude. Yeah. Like, they, like, they used to be, like, you know, flavorful, um, and now it's just, like, straight up fucking MSG or whatever the hell they're <laughs> putting on there. Like, <laughs> Definitely uh, ruins the corners of your mouth if you uh, Yeah, dude. It was many. like, yeah. I felt like it was going to burn my the skin of my tongue off, dude. <laughs> Jordan? I'm going with the original 3D Doritos from the 90s. Dude, the ones they released recently are not the same. Like the ones in the no. 90s, the nacho cheese 3D Doritos were like the my favorite thing. So yeah, I'll go with the 90s. 3D Doritos. 90s. What a time to be alive. Um, exactly. We were Phil alive. Done it. Not a question, just a statement that MMA match was the shittiest thing I've ever seen. Not just <laughs> wrestling. It was the shittiest thing ever. So. Oh, well, I nice. think your 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 picks in the Foley Picks League would give it a run for its money, Phil. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Don't Shots get, fired. Don't get Phil. Don't get that dude upset, man. He's. I know. I th- I'm, I'm convinced Phil's just like a gangster, dude. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. He's, he has so. ties with like the British mafia. He's an electrician. That's a mafia job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Tony Soprano was a freaking garbage man, you know? So, yeah. Are you comparing uh, Phil Zach Dunner Hertzler. to a garbage man? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying he's got, he's, he's an electrician, which is totally a cover for being in the mafia. You heard it. Uh, Zach says, favorite type of meat for tacos or burritos? Um, hmm. 
If it's, it's at home, I like shrimp tacos. If it's at a restaurant, I almost always go chicken tacos. That's kind of like my standard order. Yeah, if I'm just like at, at a, like a regular Mexican restaurant, yeah, probably chicken or I like carnitas too. I don't know. But I do love I do love a good fish taco. When we lived on Oahu, there was a place on the North Shore that had banging fish tacos, dude. So if you can get a good fish taco, that's bomb. Guys? Carnitas or barbacoa? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going chicken. 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 Um, James Zushi says, how do you like your chicken wings? Well, being the, the, being the chicken wings expert here, you have to fry them in lard. (laughs) Jordan, get that box of lard. Yeah. Dude, oven baked chicken wings or air fryer chicken wings. Like they're good for just like a weeknight when you're just like trying to have some chicken wings for dinner. You know, you got to get the kids in bed and shit. Like that's fine. But dude, if you're really wanting to do it up and like serve yourself some some top notch chicken wings or serve your friends chicken wings, freaking fry those bitches in lard, dude. Like it is so freaking good. Um, and then obviously after that, it's it's dealer's choice on what kind of like you know seasoning and or sauce and that you want. Then your house smells like a pig processing plant afterwards. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you probably you probably want to do it outside uh, anytime you're frying stuff because yeah, your house is going to turn into a, a fry shack. But I'm not nearly as complicated. I like chicken wings in my mouth. I've had awesome like primo fried wings, like Sheena said, but I've also had tremendous wings that cooked in the freaking microwave in the oven. No, I love Domino's what wings, you ever dude. Had good- Dom- microwave wings dude if there was like a box of like tgi friday's wings in the freezer right now i would nuke those things as soon as we finish eating this pot <laughs> domino's wings i'm pretty sure those are freaking microwave those are delicious super tender like <laughs> there's no wrong way to eat a chicken wing dude there's better ways but there's no way that i dislike there's, i'm not turning my nose up at any any sort of chicken wing Seth's so answer is the only right answer the, Thank you. The thing about like those type of like microwave, like, you know, bullshit chicken wings is like they get so gummy and like the fat never gets fully like rendered or like crispy. And so then you've just got this like mouthful of like just lard, chicken, slimy, saucy meat. Mm. It's delicious, dude. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's still pretty fucking good, dude. Like I there, there's a whole it's even the worst chicken wing is still pretty way up on my Jordan, list of favorite foods. Oh, OK, well, let's just say, dude, Jordan told me that my chicken wings were like top tier, dude. Now, they J- Jordan's eat a bunch of freaking chicken wings. I'm just saying lard wings are like top tier. So that's why that's yeah, what I'm saying. I just said that there's you could eat like really awesome. Like, you know, like you said, fried in lard, you know, smoked wings are really good. Um, or you could. Yeah, just I had go some good cheapo, wings. Man. I had some good wings the other night. They they smoked them on the Traeger and then. um they they put them on the grill after that. So those oh, were those yeah. were really char buff yeah. wings are a must. Yeah, that was a really those were really good wings. So that those those were up there with the, with the fried wings. If you don't want to fry, but yeah, I mean I like I like most all chicken wings too. But I just I don't prefer like. I didn't know. say I prefer them either. I said I like anything, dude. You're like literally completely taken out of context what I said. James Zushi, how do you feel about the change of announcers on Raw? Being the uh, host of the Raw down. Yeah, yeah. What, do you th- what do you think? Uh, I, I don't really, I would prefer to keep them separate. The yeah, I, oh, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, Marco. <laughs> Marco. Marco. Oh, no, was, uh, no, I, 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 um, I can't stand, uh, the team of Corey Graves and KP, so I'm glad Michael Cole's back. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Michael Cole should be on both shows, and thank God he's going to be, because he yeah. definitely needs to be on both shows. Yeah, he's the best. I I agree. It's probably better off for the show. I still prefer to have separate announced teams. But, you know. Yeah, it definitely does make the shows feel special when they have, you know, separate announced teams. But 
Yeah, well, my, Michael Cole, Cole kind of holds it all together. And it's great getting to see him finally get some love since he doesn't get Vince blown up his earpiece anymore. Dude's yeah. always been a really capable announcer. He was a freaking like decorated war correspondent before he came. I to mean, dude, TV. you have to be like people give Michael Cole so much shit. I'm like, these people can't even like, you know, scroll their phone and wipe their ass. You know what I mean? Like these people like the, Michael Cole literally has to deliver messages on TV while somebody's like talking in his ear while knowing where to look and what to think and like call, like calling matches. It's absolutely bananas what is going on for these guys. And they're like, you know, on TV doing it live. Um, so when anybody talks shit about him, like people used to talk shit about Renee and I would get so mad. I'm like, guys, there's no way that you could do what she does. Like, yeah. absolutely not. So they I like Renee as an interviewer. I did not like Renee as a commentator. I, I, I didn't love, I didn't love her on, you know, I, yeah, I didn't love her on commentary. I didn't think she was bad, but I didn't love her on commentary. I thought she, she is a great interview. So, they need to bring JBL back on the announce team so we can hear him yell, All right, Maggle. <laughs> oh, All right, Maggle. <laughs> Zach Hertzler, what wrestler would you pick as Mr. or Mrs. SummerSlam? I think Bret, Bret? Hart and Brock Lesnar got the two uh yeah. got the two most, you know, the biggest claims. Like Brett's probably had the most championship success there. I think Brock's main evented the most SummerSlams. Yep. Um, Brett Sharrow says, who is the greatest little person wrestler? Swoggle, Dink, Alucha Mini. He said, I'm currently, I'm going to a local fairgrounds for a little people wrestling show. <laughs> and Phil Dunnett chimed in and said, Adam Cole, obviously. Yeah, oh. Adam Cole does it count. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. It's probably, it's probably one of the old timers, dude. Like, I feel like Sky Lolo maybe gets mentioned a lot. I'm not. Well, there's actually been some really, really great talented ones, the ones that aren't just used as comedy acts. So I'm, I, but I, I couldn't give you a solid answer on who the absolute best is. Little Beaver. Yeah. Little Beaver. Little it Beaver. ends there. Yeah. And spe- speaking of little people matches, we've talked about it on the say, show here before. Speaking of Little Beaver. <laughs> wheels. <laughs> speaking of a Little go, Beaver. Go, do, your, do yourself a favor and watch the WLC match because it's... It's outstanding. It's outstanding. Extreme Rules 2014 pre-show, the WLC match. I've, I've said it before. If I had, if, you know, somebody came down and said I had 15 minutes to convince someone to be a wrestling fan that's never seen it before, I would put the WLC match on for them. Mm-hmm. Super entertaining. <laughs> okay. Brett Charo, do you listen to something to wrestle with? And if so, what's your favorite episode or story he's told? I think Seth, you probably heard it almost every episode. Yeah. Yeah. The WrestleMania seven episode is really good. The WrestleMania seven, that was kind of early on in the run. I want to say it was maybe it was within like the first 20 or 30 episodes, but that was, uh, that was a real eye opener for me because you guys know how hardcore of a wrestling fan I am. And that was the first episode where I really like heard a ton of shit that I had not heard before. Um, and I thought WrestleMania seven was an event that I pretty much knew all the ins and outs on. So yeah, go back and find the WrestleMania seven episode. It's in, uh, it's from either it's late 2016 or early 2017, but that's a good one. Either of you guys got something to wrestle with that you like? I've listened to exactly one episode ever of that, so no. I really? Oh, you only really heard one episode? Yeah, I don't. Of I told you guys, dude. I don't do. What did we talk about on SummerSlam weekend last year? I don't fucking fund Conrad. I yeah, do. that's true. I told that's you true. guys, I do not do anything that he does. I don't listen to any of those shows. Uh, I mean, it's it, I mean, it's Pritchard. He has all those like great stories, but I one of my favorite ones is the uh, Sid Sid episode where he talks about uh. You know, Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious, Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, whatever you want to call him. And, uh, you know, like him and his like softball antics and all that stuff. Uh, it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, there's so much, dude, there's so much content. I feel like we've been listening to that show for like, I mean, when did it Seven come out, dude? Seven years, God. 
Yeah. I was going to say, um, he's to episode 400 next week, isn't he? I saw that I on Twitter. I never, under, I never understood why they didn't use the... Um, they changed like the theme song and uh, kind of reworded the Bonnie like Raitt song. You know, like yeah, was a lot cooler. They should did they should do like you know something to talk about, but change it to something to wrestle with. Like let's give them something to wrestle with. They should do something like that. Uh, that with brother love. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Love, no. Love. Oh. Zach says, do you have a favorite TV show that you watch anytime it's on, regardless if you've seen it a bunch of times? Well, it's weird because you don't really like, we don't really watch things that are, I mean, nothing's on in like syndication. You got to make a point to watch something. You have to actually yeah. put it on and, you know, you're Nobody's not just channel surfing anymore. Yeah, you're not just channel surfing and running into like, you know, Seinfeld. Um, but uh, The Office is obviously my number one answer. But yeah, Vanderpump Rules, Seinfeld, any of those are on. I, I will. I will watch. Yeah. Seinfeld. Definitely. Fresh Prince is another one. Fresh that's Prince on. is a good show. It, it's funny that this question comes up because we do um, watch Comedy Central every night because The Office is on. And um, last night, the episode where they start the Michael Scott paper company and his condo is oh, on. And oh, Pam knocks God. on the door and he says, oh, good. My whore is here. <laughs> 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 like dude there's oh. so many great one-liners in that show and then the very dude. next episode is the one where he's riding in this uh pt cruiser with the top down listening to britney spears and <laughs> it's britney and bitch, it's bitch. <laughs> yeah that's i think the office is the definitely the top answer set you got a, a show that you just watch as like background noise if you're like you know Doing something? Yeah. HBO Real Sex. <laughs> I knew you were going to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do they even have that to stream? Like, can you stream that? Probably. Backdoor Bitches Volume 12. We got to ask uh, OG Fig Kid, Tom Montalto. He would know if Real Sex is available. <laughs> He's or if you, if, I have a deep cut if anyone knows this. Oh, God. Emmanuel. That's another one that uh, yeah, dude, people Emmanuel. usually watch. Oh, if it's on. Man. Skinamax. Search yeah. that. The Skinamax movies were golden. Spider Babe was always my favorite. Spider Babe. <laughs> the Skinamax movies have one of my all-time like classic, most fond, nostalgic memories. So me and my little bro, you know, wow. mom, if you haven't been listening, cover your ears. But me and my brother <laughs> were watching a Skinamax movie. He was probably like 13 or 14, so I'm oh like God. 16 or 17. And uh, it was great. It had kicked off. Uh, it kicked off, you know, one of those classic Skinamax movie sex scenes, and it started up on a close up of a uh, of a of a butt. And my little brother Tad goes, "Man, it's a nice ass." And it zoomed out, and it was the dude's. Ass. <laughs> 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 and his defense, I mean, it was totally like you know, it was a gender neutral ass that was on nice the screen. Ass. First popped up, dude, we la- we both laughed till we cried. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you and your family members? His other cousin, one time they were they were driving by somebody. And, oh yeah, uh, so this is so I got another another ass story with a family member. It's pretty funny, dude. So I got uh, I know he doesn't listen, but I got this cousin Aaron who's like seven years younger than me, which great guy, dude. Got an awesome, beautiful family yeah. stuff out in Kansas City, but always been a little bit of a goober, right? We've always treated him as such cornball, yeah. And he came and visited us. Um, one year when we lived up in Northern VA and I took him to DC for the day, we went to sneaker con and we're hitting a, you know, a few other spots of driving around. We're in downtown DC, just cruising around. 
and we see this chick like two blocks up, right? I couldn't even really scope her out. Um, but Aaron sees her and he goes, man, that ass though. And I was like, what? And we're looking and we get a little closer. It was like a 65 year old. <laughs> I was like, why did you say that? He was like, I don't know. I just thought it would sound cool. <laughs> man, look he, at was dead ass he, was he, wasn't, he wasn't being like ironic. He was trying to like, man, like, man look at that ass. Look, so, at that. look at the butt on that. Yeah, <laughs> he must work out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was my brother Tad on that skin of it. Oh, oh for two. Yeah. All right. And uh oh, Ari came in with a uh, a question. She says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Oppenheimer, or Barbie. If we were back in our pre-kids days, I could have totally seen me and Sheena doing like the Barbenheimer double feature. <laughs> the Barbenheimer, yeah. Being, being yeah. Oppenheimer and then going to Barbie right after. Yeah. But as of now, uh, just Ninja Turtles. We're going to go see Ninja Turtles next Friday. for uh, That's Brett Mann's sixth birthday. And so we got a whole weekend of festivities uh, lined up, but we're going to kick it off by going to the movies on uh, Friday afternoon to watch Turtles. Yeah. I saw Excited. two of these three this weekend. So, um, Which two? I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then I took the girls to see Barbie last night. So Nice. How was it? I've heard nothing but good things Dude, about Barbie. it's actually... It's really good. I mean, I was I went into it with really low expectations, but it, it actually was a good movie. I mean, it it has a good message and stuff. It's definitely there's some parts that are not for kids, but um, it, it's it's a good movie. I was surprised. We're gonna try to see Oppenheimer either this week or next week. So, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is fantastic. They said, yeah, yeah people are saying that's a, the greatest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Since the last one, it looks so. like it's going to be really good. Dude, since the last one, it's the greatest one. It does since look the last pretty cool. It gave me some serious Spider Verse vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's going to well, really they're... give them when you watch it. Well, this, yeah, this, this, it, yeah. made, it's made by the people that did Mitchell's versus the Machines on Netflix, which I really. Oh love that yeah, movie. the Mitchell's versus the Machines thought, is really good. Yeah, that was a which, really cool. Which are the same people that actually worked on the first? I'm not sure if they did the Across the Spider Verse, but they worked on the first. Uh, Spider-Man movie. Nice. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah it's got the same same good. vibes. You you gave it a thumbs up, Jordan, when you saw Turtles. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, obviously, just like I mean, everybody on here, like we grew up with Turtles, so it, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to to judge them compared to the cartoons we watched when we were kids. But they did a really good job with this one. There's some stuff I didn't like about it, but um, yeah, it was good. Cool. All right, final question, James J- James Zushi says. Also, did you think Sami Zayn took the bloodline over the top? I think that was definitely when it was at its peak. Yeah. Yes, and I think, I think he, yeah, I think he gave the bloodline um, just more juice, dude. I feel like the bloodline would have ended, you know, months and months and months ago if it wasn't for. Well, that was when Sami the bloodline Zayn. was at its most babyface, dude. When they had Sami yeah. Zayn, I mean, dude, they were people were nuts for the bloodline, man. Like, so I think about when. They showed up the first time it was like, oh, shit, Sami Zayn really is a part of this was when they showed up for that press conference for the Logan Paul fight in Saudi. Sammy yep. just happened to be with him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then obviously as a Survivor Series, man, when Jay finally accepted Sammy, like that was just an all time moment. dude. Like that was so freaking cool. Yeah. And it just because it, I feel like with just the actual bloodline, they, there was only so far they would have been able to go and so many like different webs they would have been able to weave. But Sammy just brought in a whole new flavor and was able to just shake things up in a way that without him, I feel like this, it just wouldn't be the same, the yeah. same storyline. They definitely dude. took it to a whole other level. Of, you know, into the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the rest of the family's credit, they've, for the most part, they've kept it at that level since he left, but it def- it elevated it big time. It became like, 
I felt like it really became this thing that just dominated the entire WWE landscape when he became a part of it. Whereas before it seemed like it was kind of just like the, the number one story on SmackDown for a long time. And dude, to Roman's credit, we know we talked about how, you know, Jay, like the crowd was at a fever pitch, dude. Like, you know, the, the roof would have just blown off the place. If, um, if somebody would have beat, or if they would, he would have beat Roman, dude. And he had that same effect on freaking Sami Zayn. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, he had the same effect on Cody, but Cody kind of had his own momentum coming in. But a guy like Sami Zayn and a guy like Jay Uso that had no business being in like that position, you know, and having that much fan support, like I feel like you know the common denominator there is Roman. Dude. Yeah, so. assuming assuming that they end up sticking the landing on this storyline, you really got to give you know, a standing ovation for WWE's creative team for having the patience. Cause it's been four times now, dude, they had it with drew at clash at the castle, Sammy at elimination chamber, Cody at WrestleMania and Jay Uso at SummerSlam, where you had somebody white hot that the crowd fully supported. Cause that's the hardest thing drew. to do yeah, in modern wrestling, dude. One. Like it's almost impossible in the post attitude era to book a baby face that the fans want to get behind, man. It just, that's so difficult. And they've done it four times. And all four times they've said, nope, Roman wins. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, like you said earlier, hopefully, you know, our confidence isn't in them isn't, you know, being given in bad faith and they actually pay this thing off because it'll be a shame if they don't because you've already had four opportunities to to pass the belt to somebody else. True. And, you know, at the end of the day, if for whatever reason they don't stick the landing, dude, it's not going to sour me on everything that has been the bloodline. I feel like wrestling fans are just prepared to, if for whatever reason they fumbled this whole thing with Jimmy, they're prepared to be like, oh, God, you know, this is so stupid and yada, yada. But like, dude, let's just take take a step back and just think about how awesome this last couple of years have been with the bloodline and how incredible this run has been and how historic this run has been. And even if creative you know freaking fumbles at the finish line dude like i feel like it's still it's still fucking awesome you know i, I got i feel you you're 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 right on what you're saying but i got scars that still run deep from the sting storyline in 96 97 <laughs> where i mean that's probably my favorite wrestling angle ever and they completely fucked up the ending to that with that horrible finish of starcade 97 but that was an all. But I feel like that's that's an exception, dude. Like that's an all timer of just an absolute just right. But flub, when, the, when, when but when the story that comes ahead of it is built up to that peak, yeah, it puts that much more weight on the ending. Um, so yeah, like I said, I got I don't know my my red flags are up, man. If they if they if that they could end up screwing this thing up, I hope I'm wrong. Triple H has been pretty good for the most part. I don't know. What, what do you guys say right now? Let's just make a. We'll close out the uh, conversation this week with a gut check. Yes or no? Are they going to stick the landing on the bloodline storyline? I'm going to go out. I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to say, say no as well. Wow. <clears throat> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, dude. I think I think they can make something out of it, dude. My fear is that I mean they could definitely make something out of it. My fear is that business has been so good with Roman on top that you just, you don't want to cook your golden goose, right? Like, yeah. cause there's, we've seen it, it's already, like I said, it's been four times already they could have ended it. I feel like if business is just humming, they're breaking records, every single PLE, every single mm-hmm. quarter, breaking records for earnings. Why change? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like Wolf of Wall Street, let the fucking good times roll, dude. Like let yeah. him, let him keep it. Like, fucking going and, cause at a certain point, you know, it's still the wrestling <laughs> business. Man. It's not, you know, they're not winning any fucking Oscars or anything. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're making more money than you've ever made, at a certain point, it's like you know what? Like we got responsibility to the fucking shareholders. shareholders like yeah. we're not gonna fucking 
we're not going to take this belt off this guy until we see business start to slip. And all yeah. it's, from all indicators right now, business is going up and up. So that's my fear is that we end up seeing this thing. And I love Roman, so I wouldn't be totally against it as long as they can yeah. make it make sense. But, you know, I'm still not convinced he loses it next Mania, dude. He could go past WrestleMania 40. That would be insane, dude. It was insane for him to go past the last WrestleMania, dude. <laughs> yeah, true. It was insane true. last Mania, dude. Like, I remember fucking me and Jordan going to make a, a fucking beer run right before night two. And I asked Jordan, I said, dude, point blank. I was like, do you think there's any chance he, he gets this, dude? Because I was trying to, like, you know, foster some hope that my, my dude was going to win. And he's like, no, it's not happening, man. And I agreed. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. You know, as it, as it, the bell's, you know, getting closer to, to the bell ringing, man, I... I feel like, yeah, there's zero chance he wins, and he fucking won, man. So, yeah. I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Jordan? How, how how could they land this plane with all the the amount of effort they put into the storyline so far? So, like, for me, um, we, we, we had talked about this so many times. It should have ended with Jay. I just – I felt like that was the right ending. Yeah, it's full um, circle. I just – I don't think there's going to be a proper ending at this point. I think I think we're building towards him wrestling Cody again at WrestleMania, um, and I mean, dude, he there's no, I mean, there is a way, but for the purposes of this conversation, there is no way that they can have Cody drop to him two years in a row. Like, I I just don't know what message that sends at that point. You do that without killing Cody, and even yeah. if Cody does win, it'll almost feel like a letdown after he lost last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like okay. Of course he won the second time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, like storyline sense, like in my brain, like the history of wrestling of Roman Reigns, the most sense is Seth Rollins taking the belt off of him because he's the only guy he has not beat. Like in my brain, that makes the most sense. But do I think that's actually what's going to happen? No. Um, I do feel like we're going to eventually get the four-way, the the bloodline four-way, and I feel like it needs to happen. Um, yeah. If they completely take Jimmy and Jay out of the bloodline and this is the last of um, Jimmy or Jay in a bloodline storyline, I'm going to hate it really bad. Like if this is all just building towards Jimmy and Jay wrestling at WrestleMania and they're they're not involved in bloodline at all anymore and it's just Roman Solo and Paul Heyman, I really hope Roman takes mo- four months off. Honestly, I just I feel like they're going to kill that story, honestly. Paul Heyman said at the SummerSlam press conference after the show, he said they're only in the bottom of the third inning with this storyline right now. Dude, there's no fucking way he's keeping the belt another six years. There's just he'd have to go. He'd have to go four years to break Bruno's record for the longest reign of all time. Four more years. I just don't, so we, dude. I don't think twenty-seven discussing who's who's he going to lose the belt to. I just don't think that. I don't know, man. I, I get could. what. Don't say. I mean, don't say he, I mean just as just as you can't yeah. see it doesn't mean it can't happen. He'll have to go to September 2024 to break the next big. That's when he'd pass Hulk. He'd pass Hulk September of next year, and then he'd just have Bob Backlund and Bruno left in front of. But him. dude, at what point does it lose too much steam and like people just stop watching because he's just, he's the? That's what I was saying. I think it's going to end up being a business decision more than a creative yeah, decision. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, creatively, no, just already dropped it right. Like, there's no yeah. reason Drew. Sh- I mean. Drew, you could have had Drew beat him. There's really no reason that Cody or Jay shouldn't have beat him for the belt creatively. Yeah. I mean, dude, those were the, like Cody was so over at WrestleMania, and then they just did it again with Jay at SummerSlam. Like he was yeah. so over. 
Dude, the fucking Jimmy thing just pisses me off more and more every time I think about it. <laughs> it really does. Like every time I rehash that moment in my memory, like I legitimately thought he was about to lose until Jimmy pulled him out. Like we already said it's on site, bro. We're jumping yeah. Jimmy Uso's ass if we see him out somewhere, bro. Yeah. If we see fucking Jimmy Uso out somewhere, we're fucking Molly whopping his ass, dude. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. It's just I mean, we're rehashing SummerSlam again, and it's just SummerSlam and WrestleMania, like I thought it was a bad move at both of them. And like looking back now, like, dude, he should have lost to Jay. Even, yeah. even if Seth said, even if it was only, fuck, I don't even care if it was a week and he loses it yeah. on Roman, SmackDown Roman this week. Roman can get it back at Payback, dude. You already got an event exactly. called Payback. The whole fucking concept of it set up for Roman to win the belt back, dude. Like, yeah. But give us, give us, give us the fucking, the just give us that moment. That was the payoff, dude. That was the payoff of the entire Bloodline storyline. Like Can nobody else in the Solo is not taking the belt off Roman. There's just it's not fucking happening. It it's Cody or Seth. That's the only two logical yeah. explanations. Yeah. Gunther is like a horse that's like eight lengths back that could possibly <laughs> do it. But dude, the Gunther's still got no skin in the game, dude. I, then, I can't see a, I can't see a way how you yeah. get Gunther and Roman like involved mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Seth already has this crazy story with him mm-hmm. and then Cody's got, you know, mania last year. You gotta think there's there's rumors of like, you know, adding new members to the bloodline, like from the actual family. Um the guys that are like, you know, in the, in like in, in MLW and all those other so oh. it's like and then they can also they still haven't we still haven't seen any of the like the elders show up on TV yet. Like we haven't oh seen Rikishi, God. we haven't seen um Alpha Asika yet on TV since that last time. So they're still um you know, time for them to show up on TV and and uh, you get them involved. So, I mean, I believe Paul Heyman. It definitely is. I think there's way more storytelling to go. I just don't think our brains can see it. I it's, know. Uh, we I don't have the we don't the we don't the creative that. capacity to look that far ahead. And we're looking at it. I think, like um, Seth said, like in a we're not looking at it in a business sense. We're looking at a at a at a mark sense. Of, uh, of story, so we need mean, to- it has to be. There has to be business because there's like like Seth already said. There's no reason because dude, the the moment that it would have created when any of the guys that we mentioned it would have beat Roman, like it would have been monumental, dude. It would have been like in the highlight clips, yeah, for yeah, like you know years yeah, and years and years. The now forever opening, well, exactly. Well, it's like, dude, there's no like unless there's just freaking making money hand over fist. There's no reason, yeah. That, and then, you know, but then you got to plan what happens next. That's the other part of it. So, yay, we have this big happy ending. All right, what's the, what's the story with with whoever beats him? Who who's next in line to, you know, someone else? Someone else has to be built parallel to that person that's going to take out Roman. So you, you have to have three people. You have to have Roman, the person that's going to beat him, and then that next person right after that. So, yeah, who, whatever, if you look at the roster the- now, who is that? Yeah, it's going to be nobody. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like the person who, like, you know, replaces Tom Brady in, exactly, in New England dude. or something like that. Man. Yeah, you like, still have you to get, have that that next. WWE's going to be, yeah. WWE's going to go into its down freaking spiral, dude. I don't think it yeah. is, dude. I I think when the belt goes off Roman, it, it's back to normal for WWE. Like, dude, before Roman had the belt, like, I mean, every month you could have seen a chance that somebody was losing the belt, like. The only reason this is the way it is right now is because Roman's had the belt for 
almost four years. Like, yeah, dude, WWE is going to be it, just fine. We're, after we're Rome. in unprecedented freaking waters here, dude. Like we, we, we don't even right. know. Like, we are, but are you guys really telling me that if Cody beats him at WrestleMania, you couldn't see Gunther taking the belt off Cody the very next month? Like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, totally it's going to go back I, yeah, to normal could, WWE it's not again. Gonna like, be, yes. It's not going to be once Roman loses. Right. It's going to go right back to the original cycle of WWE. Like it, it nothing. But I mean, is, is there is the original cycle of WWE? Like, I mean, after we've experienced this, where it's just like you know, holy shit, you know, all the time. Is it? Uh, is it going to be enough? I like a mix. I like a mix between the long reigns and then like you know, hot potato it for a little bit. Like, yeah, I don't you know, think right you should, I don't think everybody should of, have a long reign. Yeah, dude. right now we have long reign itis going on. Like yes. anything besides the fucking women's tag team belts, like you're pretty much holding that shit for like you know. Four, I know. Five, There's six no reason months. that Austin Theory should still have the freaking title, dude. Like, He's going, just... to, dude. La Knight. If if they do not have La Knight take that belt off him, they have completely fucked that up. Like, yeah. And I mean, would it surprise me if they didn't? No, but I don't know, dude. I think I think WWE is going to be just fine, and I think Roman as a part time performer is going to be just fine when they take the belt off of him. This has been oh, a historic yeah. reign. Nobody can ever take it away. I. I don't know. I just I think WWE is going to be completely fine when they do take the belt off of them, but I do think there was squeeze it for every drop that I they do, can and like while they can. Okay, so like uh, let's just like fancy book this and say Cody does take the belt off of them. Does that feel like as big of a moment as Sammy winning at Elimination Chamber? Because we forgot about that no. one. Cody no. winning at WrestleMania no, I, this year or Jay winning. I brought up Sammy. Yeah. No, dude. I said Sammy had that same momentum Jay had and it would have blown the freaking house up, dude. And then, yeah, Jay, same thing, dude. It would have just. Yeah. I just, I there's feel no like. Way that you're gonna, there's no way you're going to recapture that organic energy that comes with a feud like this when, like, you know, the the good guy could finally get his chance to get over on the, the yeah. villain, you know? There's yes. no there's no way you're going to get the moment you would have got this year if any it's three the, of those guys would have beat him. Yeah, but it's the moment part of it. So, like, what happens after that moment? Yeah, but, I mean, dude, the moments are what we remember, yeah. man. Dude, what Cody beating... Yeah, it, it doesn't I, matter I what like happens. It. Yeah, after after the fact, it's all it's all a wash, dude. Because you're in you're in fresh water. It's just like wiping the slate clean. Yeah, I, I feel you. Sometimes new does not always necessarily mean better in wrestling, but I just feel like you know this this reign has been so epic and so well done. It needs a proper ending, and you know, like we said, dude, they had it with Cody, had it with Sammy. I don't think you can recapture it with Cody, man. I think they maybe have a shot if they built Seth back up, but it takes a ton of work with where Seth's, you know, with what he's doing now mm-hmm. in general. He can And just his character He cannot like, beat him gotta, as gotta, that He's so far removed from story. Roman, too, right now. Yeah, he you is. Know, like, like, Seth can give a fuck less about right? I think, yeah. that, to me, like, in my, my, like, brain, like, kayfabe, like, Seth's like, you know what? I know I got that guy's number. I don't even give a fuck about what he's yeah. doing. I'm doing my own thing. Also, know? like the the character that Seth portrays now, like this is not like a knock on Seth. Cause I mean, dude, Rollins is obviously one of the most incredible wrestlers in the world, but like, like this portrayal yeah. of, of Seth beating Roman just feels like such a downgrade at this point yeah. to me. Yeah. He, he needs yeah. to go back to like the, the King Slayer, the Beast Slayer character. If he's going to go like, back dude, to he Roman. can't be coming out fucking singing his theme song and me trying to be excited about him beating Roman. Like, I don't know, man. I think that's half the reason I wanted Finn to win. I just, I fucking hate this Rollins character so much, dude. It's just, yeah, it's it a been, comedy it act. A good time to revamp I like Rollins. it. It's not, it's not my favorite though. I much prefer the, you know, the either the 2015, just the evil Seth or like that 17, 18, 19 baby face Seth is, is I, I prefer I those just, a lot I, more. I like Seth as like a chicken shit heel, like 
asshole kind of character like the him like serenading the crowd and having the crowd serenade him to me is just that's not who he is at all like yeah i liked i liked that version of seth then but i feel like he's outgrown that now like he's proven that he's like more than a chicken shit you know like cowering heel right like i feel like he he can't go he can't go back there even though that was probably one of my favorite portrayals like mr money in the bank and then winning wrestlemania 31 like love 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 that version of seth but he he just can't go back there i don't know why dude the curb stomp to me is just such a heel finisher too like i just it is brutal man it's violent i just i just don't i don't know man it's just so i think i think we're all on the same page here that like i i think they've already I mean, Sheena and Mark will still have hope, but I think me and Seth are on the same page. I'm like, I feel like they've already I've missed been, I've been let down on so what, many times. They, I just, I'm always hopeful, dude. Game of Thrones let me down. Dexter let me down. <laughs> all these things that I hang on to for way too The ending long, is always dude. the worst, dude. Sopranos. The ending is always the worst, dude, because it's like they get themselves in these like uber complicated, like, you know, overplayed situations, and there's just really no. They, they no over, yeah, they overthought it again. Like, there, there was they've three chances to make it right. Perfect, yeah, they set up a handful of perfect endings already. And it's just like how many kid like maybe they can't maybe they can do it again, but um, it's going to take a hell of a story with Cody if that's where we're going for WrestleMania 40. All right, uh, so that wraps up. Sorry for leading us on, you know, a 20 minute uh, bloodline deep dive there <laughs> yeah. at the end. I thought we were going to just do a quick uh, no, but I mean, it is compelling, dude. Love it or hate it, it's definitely the most compelling thing we've had in wrestling in a long time. Um, I want to remind you guys, check out our Pod Foundation, Brethren, uh, Turnbuckle Tavern, The Extra Cooler Show, and Coming Down the Aisle, everywhere you find podcasts. Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. Find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Join all the fun in our Facebook group at chickfoley.com. And I am back in the hot seat for trivia. So Sheena, hit me with your best shot. I don't even want to ask you this question because it's like right in your freaking. Nice. I love it. Bring it on. Right in your uh, wheelhouse. So at the September 1995 in your house, who was Bam Bam Bigelow's opponent? Dude, I do not know that. Whoa. No. (laughs) September 95 in your house. Bam Bam Bigelow would have been fighting. What? I'll say Psycho Sid. Who was it? Wow. British Bulldog. Damn, the brand new heel British Bulldog. Yeah, we just talked about the freaking British Bulldog. We hadn't talked about Bulldog on this podcast in months, dude. Bulldog came up tonight. I thought he was still feuding with the corporation at that time. This is unprecedented. Wow, I know. This is like one and done for Seth. That match is a total freaking blind spot for me, man, because Bulldog was in the main event that night. I forgot about Bulldog pulling double duty. That was the, uh, the triple header. Uh, main event was Sean and HBK against supposed to be Owen and Yoko, but it ended up being Bulldog and Yoko. So it's like with Jay Penn Bulldog. Roven right now. Nice. This was my moment. This is some closing thoughts. <laughs> Take care of your gut, ferment your milk.